Hello and welcome to Ramjack March to the Gravity Knife Part 2. Hello, citizens. Uh, we're here for the second night of the Democratic Debates. Uh, Dan is joining me once again. Hi, friends. I've got my sweet Z. Mm. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> the sweetest of Z's. Oh, uh, yeah. Ready for uh, we're minutes away, according to YouTube. Oh, minutes yeah. away. What's happening? Um, of course, as always, uh, we're prepared here. We got scorecards. Yes. Um, didn't add anything. Kept it the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I, if, if people do start talking in other languages, I am just going to start mar- counting it. I don't I'm think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Now, we do, you know, obviously we have a Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Um He speaks, uh, what is it, eight languages? Mm-hmm. And then, um, who speaks Mandarin? Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, Kirsten Gillibrand. 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 Excuse huh. me. Okay. She speaks uh, Mandarin Chinese. All right. All right. And uh, she, in college, she roomed with uh, Connie Britton. Brighton? Oh, yeah. 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 I forgot about that. Yeah. I knew that fact. Yeah. Um, so I don't think anyone's speaking Chinese today. All right. Mandarin. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Oh, oh Buttigieg's getting a drink of water. Um, it's getting ready. Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. A.K.A. Little Baby Gerbil Teeth. <laughs> little Baby Gerbil Teeth, as he's known. As, uh, as he's well known as. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. It's, it'll be a fun are, one. Have, are, do you follow... It's only on Twitter, not Instagram. But do you follow his uh, dog's uh, dog account? No. Yeah. Is it good? Or is it mm. shitty? Well, his one dog is like... It's like a puggle, but like really big. And it has one eye. <laughs> No. And not in the adorable way. Uh-uh. Like, and I don't even know if it's a puggle, but it just looks like that, but then it's huge. Ugh, fuck you. <laughs> I hate that guy. I'm really curious to see who I hate the most tonight. That's, that's, I think that's the real, oh, oh Biden and Buttigieg are just, we're just like patting each other's backs. Ugh. Yeah. So but, but I mean, is Kamala Harris going to do something that's going to piss you off? I'm sure. Right? I definitely. Clearly. Like, she's a fucking cop. Um, like, <laughs> I, like, I mean, I'm sure Biden will say some shit. Yeah. I'm sure Hickenlooper will say some shit. Um, I like uh, what I'm. What I'm curious to see is uh, Marianne Williams. Is she gonna like uh, break out anything really kooky? Um, Swalwell will he fade into the background? Who knows? Will Rachel Maddow finally say some conspiracy shit? Who knows? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna just go ahead and bring in the audio. Yeah, let's do it. It's about that time. With, uh, with his wealth tax. Um, and and yeah. I, I think that he is under... Okay, well, they're still... Yeah, they're they're still yeah, right. We're not quite oh, started so yet. We're, we're shaking hands a little bit here. Oh. One to go. What is, is that Bennett over there? Is that Bennett? When they begin... Strategically, do you think it's going to be more important for the candidates to address perhaps some of their shortcomings or the evolution of their ideas, or do you think it's going to be more important for them to begin with a brand new plan for America? I think they need to show how they're better than Donald Trump and how they can defeat him. Simple. So tonight yeah. is about Trump. Um, just anybody uh, so listen to the previous, but our audio should be a little better tonight. We are about to yeah. see the candidates yeah. take the stage, stay yes, right but, here because yeah. we are headed straight to Miami. Oh, we still have a little bit of a delay in the, in the voices again, but that's okay. It's, it's not too I bad. Mean, 
All right. Not like last night where we had like a, a five oh, second. Oh no, no, no! Because last night we were like playing on the playing the audio from the phone, but watching it on YouTube on the TV. Yeah. It didn't really make sense, um, but it was kind of a last minute uh, technical yeah. issue. Good evening, I'm Lester right. Holt, and welcome to night two of the first Democratic debate. Oh, so do you think record this separately? Good evening, I'm Savannah Guthrie. Because like there's nobody behind. The oh. Take the stage. And again tonight, tricky, we'll be tricky, joined tricky. Yeah. the questioning by our colleagues. Chuck Todd and Rachel Maddow. The candidates are in the Chuck Todd and Rachel Maddow can fuck right off. Tonight, round two, Colorado Senator Michael Bennett. Who? Oh, you're going to know about Bennett. Nope. Maybe Gerald T. New York Senator Kirsten Gilbert. No. California Senator Kamala You Harris. a cop. Former Colorado Governor <laughs> John Hickenlooper. Watch porn with his mom. Bernie Nero. Eric Swalwell. No. <laughs> He's the king of sex. Former tech executive Andrew Gay. Never. No. <laughs> He's got one thing and it's not. Yeah. His goal for the night was to stand next to Joe Biden. <laughs> Guess where he's not standing? At least I don't think he is, right? I know. He's on the other side there, right? Is he? Let's answer. see where he's at. I mean, I hope for, I hope for his sake and for the all the Yang nerds. Um, yeah. <laughs> Continue this spirited debate about the future of the country, how to tackle our most pressing problems, and getting to the heart of the biggest issues in this Democratic primary. Tonight we're going to talk about health care, immigration. We're also going to dive into the economy, jobs, climate change as well. And some quick rules of the road before we begin, and they may sound familiar. 20 candidates qualified for this first debate. As we said, we heard from 10 last night, and we'll hear from 10 more tonight. The breakdown for each night was selected at random. To answer 30 seconds for any follow-ups. And because of the large field of candidates, not every person is going to be able to weigh in on every topic. But over the course of the next two hours, we will hear from everyone. And we love our audience, but we like to ask them to keep their reactions to a minimum. And we're not going to hold back and making sure the candidates stick to time. So with that business taken care of, let's get to it. And we're going to start today with Senator Sanders. Good evening to you. You've called for big new government benefits like universal health care and free college. In a recent interview, you said you suspected that Americans would be, quote, delighted to pay more taxes for things like that. My question to you is, will taxes go up for the middle class in a Sanders administration? And if so, how do you sell that to voters? Well, you're quite right. We have a new vision for America. And at a time when we have three people in this country owning more wealth than the bottom half of America, while 500,000 people are sleeping out on the streets today, we think it is time for change, real change. And by that I mean that health care, in my view, is a human right. And we have got to pass a Medicare for all single-payer system. Under that system, by the way, vast majority of the people in this country will be paying significantly less for health care than they are right now. I believe that education is the future for this country. And that is why I believe that we must make public colleges and universities tuition free and eliminate student debt. And we do that by placing a tax on Wall Street. 
guys hitting it off. Every wow. proposal that I have brought forth is fully paid for. Senator Sanders, I'll give you 10 seconds just to ask the, answer the very direct question. Will you raise taxes for the middle class in a Sanders You pay more in taxes for your health care. People but, who have health care under Medicare for all will have no premiums, no deductibles, right. no co-payments, no out-of-pocket expe- out expenses. Yes, they will pay more in taxes, but less in health care right. for what they get. Thank you, Senator. Makes all the sense more. Yeah. Senator Bennett, we're going to get to everybody. I promise. Senator Biden, promise. Everybody's going to get in here. Promise. uh, Vice President Biden. Senator Sanders, as you know, has been calling for a revolution. Recently, in remarks to a group of wealthy donors, as you were speaking about the problem of income inequality in this country, you said we shouldn't quote demonize the rich. You said nobody has to be punished. No one's standard of living would yeah. change. Nothing would fundamentally change. God. What, what an you awful mean by that? What I meant by that is, look, Donald Trump thinks Wall Street built America. Ordinary middle-class Americans built America. My dad used to have an expression. He said, Joe, a job is about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's being able to look your kid in the eye and say everything's going to be okay. Too many people who are in the middle class and poor have at the bottom fall out under this proposal. But you were talking about what people. I'm saying is that we've got to be straightforward. We have to make sure we understand that to return dignity to the middle class, they have to have insurance that is covered and they can afford it. They have to make sure that when they're in a situation where there's continuing education and they're able to pay for it. And they have to make sure that they're able to breathe air that is, is, is clean and they, they have water that they can drink. Look, Donald Trump has put us in a horrible situation. He's going to answer every question with Donald Trump. Oh, of course, yeah. And the one thing I agree on is we can make massive cuts in the $1.6 trillion in tax loopholes out there, and I would be going about eliminating Donald Trump's tax cuts for the wealthy. Vice President Biden, thank you. Senator Harris. What about... Primary about new government benefits such as student loan cancellation, free college, health care, and more. Do you think that Democrats have a responsibility to explain how they will pay for every proposal they make along those lines? Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Sure. I, I hear that question, but where was that question when the Republicans and Donald Trump passed a tax bill that benefits the top 1% and the biggest corporations in this country? to the debt of America, which middle-class families will pay for one way or another. Working families need support and need to be lifted up, and frankly, this economy is not working working for working people. For too long, the rules have been written in the favor of the people who have the most and not in favor of the people who work the most, which is why I am proposing that we change the tax code so for every family that is making less than $100,000 a year, they will receive a tax credit that they can collect at $500 a month, which will make all the difference between those families being able to get through the end of the month with dignity and with support or not. And on day one, I will repeal that tax bill that benefits the top 1% and the biggest corporations of America. Why don't we just have proper services instead of doing a half Andrew Yang? You've warned that Democrats will lose in 2020 if they embrace socialism, as you put it. You were booed at the California Democratic Convention when you said that. Only one candidate on this stage, Senator Sanders, identifies himself as a democratic socialist. What are the policies or positions of your opponents that you think are veering towards socialism? Well, I think that 
the bottom line is if we don't clearly define that we are not socialists, the Republicans are going to come at us every way they can and de- and call us socialists. Oh, like they call Obama socialist for eight years. The Green New Deal, which I admire the sense of urgency and how important it is to Fuck do climate change. I'm a scientist, but we can't promise Taking every American already. a government job. If you want to get universal health care coverage, I believe that health care is a right and not a privilege, but you can't expect to eliminate private insurance for 180 million people who don't want to give it up. Yes, they do. They all want to give it up. Businesses and nonprofits together, we got (coughs) near universal health care coverage. Near, near, you can't afford to use it. You can't, you don't have it. And the oil and gas industry to address, aggressively address methane emissions. And we're also the first place to... We just can't do anything. Listen, we just can't do things. And we reduced teen pregnancy by 54%. We've done the big progressive things that people said couldn't be done. I've done what pretty much everyone else up here is. Is that a vein or a star, by the way, in his head? Is he Frankenstein? Yeah, he's definitely Frankenstein. He's a geologist and a brewer. Yeah, he opened the first in Colorado. Because the American people understand that Trump is a phony, that is a pathological liar, and a racist, and yes. that he lied to the American people during his campaign. He said he was going to stand up for working families. Well, President Trump, you're not standing up for working families when you try to throw 32 million people off the health care that they have, and then 83% of your tax benefits go to the top 1%. That's how we beat Trump. We expose him for the fraud that he is. The debate we're having in our party right now is confusing because the truth no, is not. there's a big difference between capitalism on the one hand Boo. and greed on the other. Uh, no. All the things that we're trying Those to are the same. Is, same thing. is when companies care more about profits when they do about people. That's capitalism, so you stupid fuck. Ending gun violence. It's the greed of the NRA and the gun manufacturers that make any progress in, Take in impossible. Take a point. It's the greed of the insurance companies and the drug companies when we want to try to get health care as a right and not a privilege. That's so capitalism. We not be disagreement in the party. Stupid the truth, fucking piece of shit. We don't want corrupted capitalism. You, That's all capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot. You have possible to write policy proposals that have no basis in reality, you might as well call them candy. Were you referring to any candidate or proposal in particular when you said that? Was that directed to me? Yes, that was your quote. That sounded like me. Thank you. It was you. I appreciate it. Tim Ryan. About what the fundamental challenge we're facing as a country is 40 years of no economic growth for 90% of the American people. 160,000 families in the top 0.1% have the same wealth he, as the bottom 90%. He looks like oh, and we've um, got the Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston's little brother. Oh. That's what he's looked like. Yeah, but like, squish. Yeah. I'm Tiny Cranston. Are you talking to me? I'm Tiny Cranston with a little mouth. With a little slit mouth. Universal health care. I believe the way to do that is by finishing the work we started with Obamacare and creating a public option that every oh, family, fuck every off. person in America Also, he's got weird ears. Look at those ears. Their yeah, he's got a weird ears. Which for them would be like having Medicare for all, 
or whether they want to keep their private insurance. Nobody wants I private insurance. We'll get there much more quickly if we do that. How? Let's keep a shitty system, make it slightly better, and that'll lead us to Medicare for all. Why don't we just do it? Vermont rejected Medicare for all. What? I'm going to give one to Bernie just because everyone's talking about him. Two for Bernie. No transition. Kirsten's talking too much. Bye. Four or five year Senator, period, I, you move us to single payer more quickly. Senator, we will. What is this bullshit? We will get to this. I, I just, I, before we do, I, I want to say hello and good evening, buenas noches to uh, Mayor uh, Buttigieg. Buenas noches, gracias, invitados. We'll talk about oh, fucking. Put him on the list. New column. Free college. God you damn it, Buttigieg. Why not? Sure. So, college affordability is personal for us. Jason and I have six figure student debt. I believe in reducing student debt. It's logical to me that if you can refinance your house, you ought to be able to refinance your student debt. I also believe in free college for low and middle income students for whom cost could be a barrier. I just don't believe it makes sense to ask working class families to subsidize even the children of billionaires. I think the children of the wealthiest oh, Americans can pay at least a little bit of tuition. And while oh, I don't want tuition costs to go down, I don't think we can buy down every last penny for that. Now, yes, there's something we can. else that doesn't get talked about in the college affordability debate. Yes, it needs to be more affordable in this country to go to college. It also needs to be more affordable in this country to not go to college. You should be able to live well. Afford rent, be generous to your church and little league. Whether you went to college or not, that's one of many reasons we need to raise the minimum wage to at least $15 an hour. Jose, I've got $100,000 in student loan debt myself. Come down, Swalwell. We know you're poor. We were around when this problem was created to be the ones to solve it. It's going to be the next generation, the 40 million of us who can't start a family, can't take a good idea to start like a, a candle. and can't <laughs> oh, yeah. buy our first home. This is the generation that's going to be able to solve student loan debt. This generation is ready to leave. Uh, Mr. Yang, your, your signature policy is to give every adult in the United States one <laughs> double thumbs up. No question. Yang, that taking a point. I think that's like $3.2 trillion a year. How would you do that? Sorry. So it's difficult to do if you have companies like Amazon, trillion dollar tech companies paying literally zero in taxes while they're closing 30% of our stores. Now, we need to put the American people like in the benefit five. from all these institutions <laughs> in other parts of the economy. And if we had a value-added tax at even half the European level, it would generate over $800 billion in new revenue, which combined with the money in our hands, it would be the trickle-up economy from our people, families, and communities up. We would spend the money and circulate through our regional economies and neighborhoods, creating millions of jobs, making our families stronger and healthier. We'd save money on things like incarceration homelessness services, emergency room health care, and just the value gains from having a stronger, healthier, mentally healthier population would increase GDP by $700 billion. This is a move that we have to make, particularly as technology is now automating away millions of American jobs. It's why Donald Trump is our president today, that we automated away 4 million manufacturing jobs in Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And we're about to do the same thing to millions of retail jobs, call center jobs, Fast food jobs, truck driving jobs, and so, on and on through the economy. Sorry, if I get you uh, understand a little bit better. So you're saying a thousand dollars a month for everyone over eighteen, but a value added tax, so you can spend that thousand dollars on value added tax. 
Well, the value-added tax would end up, um, you'd still be increasing the buying power of the bottom 94% of Americans. You have to spend a lot of money for a mild value-added tax to eat up $12,000 a year per individual. So for the average family with two or three adults, it'd be twenty-four to $36,000 a year. Okay, uh, Congressman Sol, I talked a little bit about what uh, Mr. Yang is talking about, yeah. and you just actually mentioned it. Many Americans are worried at things like self-driving cars, robots, drones, artificial intelligence will cost them their jobs. What would you do to help people get the skills they need to adapt to this new world? How are you going to fight against Terminator? It must be a country where technology creates more jobs than it displaces. And I've seen the anxiety across America where the manufacturing floors go from 1,000 to 100 to 1. So we have to Why is this candle talking? Value yeah. the teachers who prepare our kids. Wipe the student debt from any teacher that goes into a community that needs it. Invest in America's <sighs> communities, especially where places where the best exports are people who move away to get skills. But Jose, I was six years old when a presidential candidate came to the California Democratic Convention and said, it's time to pass the torch to a new generation of Americans. That candidate was then Senator Joe Biden. Joe Biden was right when he said it was time to pass the torch to a new generation of Americans. You're trying to be VP. Yeah, he's trying to be VP already. He's just trying to get out of debt. But Joe Biden's not going to be president, no. so that's not going to work. No. Issues of climate chaos. Oh, look at this fucking veneers. loan debt. Pass the torch. If we're gonna end gun violence, gonna fucking pander to Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah. Send their kids to school. Pass I'd rather you pander to Israel. Not really. Not really. No, 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 no. I'm still holding on to that torch. Yeah, that's for pandering to Biden. The fact of the matter is, we have to do is make sure that everybody is prepared better to go on to educate for an education. Did he just give a layup to Biden? Yeah, no, it's schools that are in stress. That's why I think we should triple the amount of money we spend for Title I schools. That's why I think we should have universal pre-K. <laughs> he That's loves Biden. Yeah, they're going to make out. Who graduates from high school. <laughs> 65 out of 100 now need something beyond high school. And we should provide for them to be able to get that education. That's why there should be free community college, cutting in half the cost of college. That's why we should be in a position where we do not have anyone have to pay back a student debt when they get out. They're making less than $25,000 a year. Their debt is frozen, no interest payment until they get beyond that. We frozen, but it's still there. In a position where they aren't able to go on and move on. And so, folks, there's a lot we can do, but we have to make continuing education available for everyone so that everyone can compete in the 21st century. We're not doing that now. As the youngest, as the youngest guy on the stage, I feel like I probably ought to contribute to the generation. I'm all Part of the issue that is at play in America today, and we've all been traveling around the country, I certainly have, 
I'm meeting people who are working two and three jobs. You know, this president walks around talking about and flouting his great economy, right? My great economy, my great economy. You ask him, well, how are you measuring this greatness of this economy of yours? And he talks about the stock market. Well, that's fine if you own stocks. So many families in America do not. You ask them, how are you measuring the greatness of this economy of yours? And they point to the jobless numbers and the unemployment numbers. Well, yeah, people in America are working. They're working two and three jobs. So when we talk about jobs, let's be really clear. In our America, no one should have to work more than one job to have a roof over their head and food on the table. Thank you very much. Yeah, good. I'll give her a point on that. We asked a question about health care last night that spurred a lot of discussion, as you know. We're going to do it again now. Many people watching at home have health insurance at their employer. Ask me a question. I want to hear about some spirits. Health oh, that'd be great. In favor of a government-run plan. Just don't All call right. it Oprah's best friend. All right. What's Biden doing? So, is Biden trying to get in on that? This is a very important issue. So the plan that Senator Sanders and I and others support, Medicare for All, is how you get to single payer. But it has what? a high-end transition period, which is really important. In oh, 2005, when I ran for Congress in a two-to-one Republican district, I actually ran on Medicare for All, and I won that two-to-one Republican district mm-hmm. twice. And the way I formulated it was simple. Mm-hmm. Anyone who doesn't have access to insurance they like, they could buy in at a percentage no. of the income they could afford. No. So that's what we put into the transition That doesn't work. Fuck your transition shit. Plan. I believe we need to get to universal health care as a right, not a privilege, to single payer. The quickest way you get there is just to do it. Competition with the insurers. No. Fuck you. I'm going to throw something at this goddamn television. Don't do that. I'm going to break my television. It's going to be three hundred dollars. Fuck you. If people will choose Medicare, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. I meant to buy a stress ball. Oh, that would be good. It's so short. Instead, I bought a bell. Alright, come on. I'm taking a point because she's still talking. Too much shit. I'm taking a point because she hasn't been sniper yet. Look, everybody who says Medicare for all, every person in politics who allows that phrase to escape their lips, fuck you. Responsibility to explain how you're actually supposed to get from here to there. You just fucking do it, you stupid little. That's how I would do it. Fucking gerbil man. I would call it Medicare for all who want it. You take something like Medicare, <laughs> a flavor of that, yeah, make it available on the exchanges. People taking two it. points. And then if people like us are right, that that will be not only a more inclusive plan, but a more efficient plan it's, than any of the corporate oh. answers out there. Then it will be a very natural glide path to the single payer environment. But let's remember, even in countries that have outright socialized medicine, yeah. like England, even there, there's still a private sector. That's fine. It's just that for our primary care, we can't be relying on the tender mercies of the corporate system. This one's very personal for me. I started out this year dealing with the terminal illness of my father. I make decisions for a living, and nothing could have prepared me. And so far, how's that work? But the thing we had going for us was that we never had to make those decisions based on whether it was going to bankrupt our family because of Medicare. And I want every family to have that same freedom to do what is medically right. But at the same time... You can't have both. You were an archi- one of the architects of Obamacare, so where do we go from here? Look, Ooh. this is uh, here very personal to me. When my two boys were really very badly injured, I couldn't imagine what it would be like if I not had adequate health care available immediately. And then when my son came home from Iraq after a year, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and uh, he was given months to live. 
I can't fathom what would have happened if, in fact, they said, by the way, the last six months of your life, you're on your own. You're cutting off. You've used up your time. The fact of the matter is that the quickest, fastest way to do it is build on Obamacare. No. To build on what we did. How? Secondly, secondly, to make sure that everyone does have an option. Everyone, whether they have private insurance or employer insurance or, or no insurance, they, in fact, can buy in in the exchange to a Medicare-like plan. And no. Do that, buy in. You can buy in. Urgency yes. matters. There's Fuck people you. right now that facing like what I faced uh, and what we faced without any of the help I had. We must move now. I'm against any Democrat who opposes that takes down Obamacare and any Republican who wants to get rid of it. Let me, let me turn to Senator And I'm going to give them bad vibes. And I'm going to be scrap the private health insurance system as we know it and replace yes. it with a government-run plan. None of the states have yeah. tried something like that. California, Vermont, New York has struggled with it, have been successful. If politicians you, you can't, can't make it work in those states, how would you implement it on a national level? Easily. I find it hard to believe that every other major country on earth, including my neighbor 50 miles north of me, Canada, somehow has figured out a way to provide health care to every man, woman, and child, and in most cases, they're spending 50% per capita what we are spending. Let's be clear. Let us be very clear. The function of health care today, from the insurance and drug company perspective, is not to provide quality care to all in a cost-effective way. The function of the health care system today is to make billions in profits for the insurance companies and last year, if you could believe it, while we pay the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs, and I will lower prescription drug prices in half in this country, top 10 companies make $69 billion in profit. They will spend hundreds of millions of dollars lying to the American people, telling us why we cannot Senator, have Senator. a... Medicare. I, I just have, I, I just have to follow up. There. How do you implement it on a national level? You just fucking do it. Level, given the fact it's it's not succeeded in other states of the track. I will but tell you, you how can't do it in other states. You can do it state by state. The way real change has always taken place, whether it was the labor movement, the civil rights movement, or the women's movement. We will have Medicare for all when tens of millions of people are prepared to stand up and tell the insurance companies and the drug companies that their day is gone, that health care yes. is a human right, not something to make huge profit on. Right, Point. This is a question for you. you we've been excuse me, excuse me, I'm addressing the question, Ms. Williamson. We've been talking a lot about access to health insurance, oh, but for many Americans, their most pressing concern is the high cost of health care. How would you lower the cost of prescription drugs? Well, first of all, the government should never have made the deal with the big pharma that they couldn't negotiate. That was just part of the regular corruption by which multinational corporations have their Where way with us. Wrong? You know, I want to say that while I agree with, uh, I'm, I'm with Senator Bennett and others, but I agree with almost everything here, I'll tell you one thing. It's really nice that we've got all these plans, but if you think we're going to beat Donald Trump by just having all these plans, you got another thing coming. Because he didn't win by saying he had a plan. He won by simply saying, make America great again. We've got to get deeper than just these superficial fixes, as important as they are. Even if we're just talking about the superficial fixes, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have a health care system in the United States. We have a sickness care system in the United States. We just wait for Good vibes, good vibes. I'm going to heal the country's soul. Crystals. Treatment. 
and how they're going to be treated. I got a crystal plan. to talk about is why so many Americans have unnecessary chronic illnesses, so many more compared to other countries. And that gets back into not just the, health, the uh, big pharma, not just health insurance well, companies. It has to do with chemical policies. It has to do with right. environmental policies. And bad vibes. Yeah. Bad vibes. People mess up my chakras. For you. you want to keep the system that we have in place with Obamacare and build out? You mentioned that a moment ago. Is that enough that to get us to universal coverage? I believe that will get us the quickest way. That How? And I thought the Vice President was very moving. How? There, Pete, as well. I had prostate cancer Lime recently, Fox. you may know, and why I was a little late getting in the race. The same week, my kid had her appendectomy out. And I feel very strongly that families ought to be able to have this choice. I think yeah, that's yeah. what the American people want. I've never heard of it. You've had that, right? Oh, I had my appendectomy out. Yeah, absolutely. I have heard that. Too much money to be on Medicaid. They can't afford health insurance. When Senator Sanders says that Canada is single payer, there are 35 million people in Canada. There are 330 million And we're the richest country in the world. The number of people on a public option. They could, it could easily be $35 million. <laughs> Bernie's looking at him like, you dumbass. Medicare for get them. Get them. As Mayor Buttigieg says, but for others that want to keep it, Buttigieg. they should be able to keep it. And, Nobody wants to keep it. that will be the fastest way to get where we need to go. Huh? What? I will say, Bernie is a very honest person. He has said over and over again, unlike others that have supported this legislation, over and over again, that this will ban, make illegal, all insurance yes. except cosmetic. Except yeah. insurance for, I guess that's for plastic surgery. Yeah. That's Everything what else means. is banned. Under yeah. The Medicare for all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plastic, plastic surgery for that little mouth. But obviously, Senator Sanders, you got a response. Senator Sanders, you got a response. You know, Mike, Medicare is the most popular health insurance program in the country. People don't like their private insurance companies. They like their doctors and hospitals. Under our plan, nice. people go to any doctor they want, any yeah. hospital they want. We will substantially if you have the private insurance of healthcare in this country because we'll stop. Then the it's going to be broken up. Doctors aren't going to go. go with the, yeah, government. On the this issue, we have to think about real people is captured in a story that many of us heard and I will paraphrase. There is no, any night in America a parent who's seeing that their child has a temperature that is out of control calls 911, what should I do? Ugh, don't and tell Kamal Harris to put me in jail. The emergency room. And so they get in their car and they drive and they're sitting in the parking lot outside of the emergency room looking at those sliding glass doors while they have the hand on the forehead of their child, knowing that if they walk through those sliding glass doors, even though they have insurance, they will be out of $5,000 deductible, $5,000 okay. deductible no. when they walk through those doors. So that's what insurance companies are doing. Nice. I'll do a point. That was a real thing. Okay, okay. Thank you. I don't know. Shit, so. No, it was a story. It was, <laughs> okay. it was all Every single fair enough. We stand in line and pay expensive prescription drugs. We have to have a healthcare guarantee. If you're sick, you're seen, and in America, you never go broke because of it. Okay. We thought a lot of you about the stuff healthcare plans that you proposed in one form or another. This is a show of hands question, and hold them up for a moment. So people can see. <laughs> Thank you for explaining. If your government plan would provide coverage for undocumented immigrants, get them up there. 
half what half. Wait, half is private insurance. Give healthcare to immigrants, you lying fucks. Because our country is healthier when everybody is healthier. And remember, how do they have coverage? People if are giving you... a chance, given a chance to buy into. In the same way that there are undocumented, they get a chance to buy into. Oh, so they, 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 uh, they pay yes, sales yes. taxes. They pay property taxes directly. Now they can buy insurance. Directly. This is not yeah. about a handout. Well, yeah. This is an insurance cool. program, and we do ourselves no favors by having 11 million undocumented people in our country be unable to access health care. But, of course, the real problem is we shouldn't have 11 million undocumented people with no pathway to citizenship. It makes no sense. And um, the American people... The American people agree on what to do. This is the crazy thing. If leadership consists of, of forming a consensus around a divisive issue, this White House has divided us around a consensus issue. The American people want a pathway to citizenship. They want protections for dreamers. We need to clean up the lawful immigration system, like how my father immigrated to this country. And as part of a compromise, we can do whatever common sense measures are needed at the border. But Washington what? can't deliver on something the American people want. What does that tell you about the system we're living in? It tells you it needs profound structural reform. But Vice President Biden, I believe you said that your health care plan would not cover undocumented immigrants. Could you explain your position? I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. I believe at the show of hands, you did not raise your hand. Did you raise your hand? No, I did. Okay, sorry, sorry. So you said they would be covered under your plan, which yeah. is different than Obamacare. Yes, but here, here's Can you the thing. explain that change? Yes. You cannot let, as, as the mayor said, you cannot let people who are sick, no matter where they come from, no matter what their status, go uncovered. You can't do that. It's just going to be taken care of, period. You have to. It's the main thing to do. Exactly. Here's the then deal. how do you do it? The deal is that he's to, right about three things. Number one, they, in fact, contribute to the well-being of the country, but they also, for example, they've increased the lifespan of Social Security because they're, they have a job, they're paying a Social Security tax. Yeah, That's they can't take it out. It's yeah. increased the lifespan. They would do the same thing in terms of reducing the overall cost of health care by them being able to be treated and not wait till they're an extremist. The other thing is, folks, look, we can deal what? with these insurance companies. We can deal with the insurance companies by, number one, putting insurance executives in jail for the misleading, uh, the, the misleading advertising. What, or an open what are you talking about, you stupid fuck? Prescribe. We should, we could be doing this by making jail. sure everyone who is on Medicare that the government should be able from to misleading advertising. The price yeah. Oh, the, the problem with insurance is misleading advertising. Yeah. We fucking flow. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That Geico Gecko. So misleading. He really is. Lock him up. We need to take a short break here. We have a lot more we need to talk to all of you about. So stick with us. We're just getting started. We'll be back with more from God. I'm not going to make it. I don't know. I'm thinking Biden and Ryan 2020. Oh my God. That is team think tank. Those two. But, but bad people oh. go to jail. Good people go to heaven. Guys, so we got a minute and 30 till we're back. Um, <laughs> that was a rough one. Um, friends, I told Alex I would do this. Uh, Dan, debate question yes, from yes, the yes. book, of course, okay. 3,000 questions about me. Yeah, uh, Dan, you've got, you've got, well, you've got no more than a minute 20. Okay. Um, no I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> How many people have you killed? <laughs> what is your weirdest trait? Oh, jeez. My weirdest trait. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what exactly is a trait? 
a physical uh, trait or a, a, a just what vegetable do you hate? Better question. Oh, gee, I love all vegetables. Uh, I'm not buying you know, it. No, you know what? I don't. I won't say I hate it, but I've never had good okra. But I know you said okra is very good. Very, so no, okra is oh, terrible. I don't like okra. Okra is shit. Don't oh, eat okra. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. no okra is never good. No, no. Oh, maybe it's collard greens that I wasn't familiar with. That's shit too. Oh, you don't like that either. No. Okra, collard greens, hominy, all that stuff. Yeah, I don't even know what hominy is. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, great answer. Uh, I'll agree with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Let's see what we can get through. Okay. <laughs> what seasonal food item do you love? What's a food thing? It's seasonal, seasonal food, food item. item. You know what? I like that juniper latte. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, I liked it. You know, nice. for what it was, in as cold as we get, you know, for uh-huh. a nice cold day, juniper latte. All like, right. Uh, I'll go with boiled custard. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's well, my pick. Okay. We got nine seconds. Can we do one okay, more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how to jump rope? <laughs> yeah, conceptually, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> all right. That's great. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Al. <laughs> True zero. And 30,000 migrants were apprehended at the southern border. Many of them are being detained, including small children, in private detention centers Concentration in Florida camps. and throughout yes. our country. Most of the candidates on this stage say the conditions at these facilities are abhorrent. Obviously. On January 20th, 2021, if you are president, what specifically would you do with the thousands of people who try to reach the United States every day and want a better life through asylum? Immediately on January 20th of 2021, I will, first of all, we cannot forget the, our DACA recipients, and so I'm going to start there. I will immediately, by what? executive action, reinstate DACA status and DACA protection to those young people. I will further extend protection for deferral of deportation for their parents and for veterans who we have so many who are undocumented and have served our country and fought for our democracy. Pandering the military. Yeah. I will also immediately put in place a meaningful process for reviewing the cases for asylum. I will mm-hmm. release children from cages. I will get rid of... Glad I made the list. <laughs> and I will ensure that the, the, this microphone that the President of the United States okay. holds in her hand what? is used in a way that is about reflecting the values of our country and we not about people locking children up, yeah, separating well, them from their parents. And too, I have right? to just say right. that we have to think about this issue in terms of real people. You've been liking her a tonight so far. who pays a coyote to transport her child through their country of origin, through the entire country of Mexico, facing unknown peril to come here. Why would that mother do that? I will tell you, because she has decided for that child to remain where they are is worse. But what does Donald Trump do? He says, go back to where you came from. That is not reflective of our America and our values, and it's got to end. Hey, this come on, people. Day one, if you are like the Beto fans, yeah. At the White House, how do you respond? Why are we fucking talking to this guy so much? To you in just a second. Thousands of men, women, and children cross the border asking for asylum for a better life. 
What do you do? This motherfucker will never be president. One, day one, hour one. There's no way. No. They well, some of the images we've seen this week just compound the emotional impact that the world is judging us by. If you'd ever told me any time in my life that this country would sanction federal agents to take children from the arms of their parents, put them in cages, actually put them up for adoption. In Colorado, we call that kidnapping. I, I, I would have told you... Told you it was unbelievable. And the, the first thing we have to do is recognize the humanitarian crisis on the border for what it is. We make sure that there are the sufficient fil- uh, facilities in place so that women and children are not separated from their families, the children are with their families. Uh, we have to make sure well, family that jail. ICE is completely reformed. And they begin looking at their job in a humanitarian way where they're addressing the um, whole needs of the people that they are yeah, engaged with along the border. Like, and we have to make sure ultimately cool ice. <laughs> not just shelter, but food, clothing, and access to medical care. Ms. Williams. Oh. Yeah, has done to these children, and it's not just in Colorado. Governor, you're right, it is kidnapping, and it's extremely important for us to realize that. If you forcibly take a child from their parents' arms, you are kidnapping them. And if you take a a lot of children and you put them in a detainment center, thus inflicting chronic trauma upon them, that's called child abuse. This is collective child abuse. And when this is crime, both of those things are a crime, and if your government does it, that doesn't make it less of a crime. These are state-sponsored crimes. Uh, and, what President, and what President Trump has done is not only attack these children, not only demonize these immigrants, he is attacking a basic principle of America's moral core. We open our hearts to the stranger. This is extremely important. And it's also important for all of us to remember, and I have great respect for everyone who is on this on this, on this this stage, but we're going to talk about what to do about health care. Well, where have you been, guys? Because if it's it's not just a matter of a plan, and I haven't heard anybody on this stage who has talked about American foreign policy in Latin America and how we might have in the last few decades contributed to something. Bernie Sanders, there. He is, he's talked about that quite a bit. What would you do as president with a reality? Well, one of the worst huh? things about President mm-hmm. Trump that he's done to this country is he's torn apart the moral fabric of who we are. When he started separating children at the border from their parents, the fact that seven children have died in his custody, the fact that dozens of children have been separated from their parents and they have no plan to reunite them. So I would do a few things. First, I would fight for comprehensive immigration reform with a pathway to citizenship. Then I would ask Second, to speak to their manager. treat. <laughs> Asylum seekers at the border. I would have a community-based treatment center. We're right, a strongly worded email. In the email. communities where what? asylum seekers are given lawyers, where there's real immigration judges, not employees of the attorney general, but appointed for life, and have a community-based system. I would fund border security. But the worst thing President Trump has done is he's diverted the funds away from cross-border terrorism, cross-border human trafficking, drug trafficking, Ugh. and gun trafficking. And he's given that money to the for-profit prisons. I would not be spending money in for-profit we prisons had, to lock up children and asylum seekers. We had a very spirited debate on this stage last night on the topic of decriminalization of the border. If you'd be so kind, raise your hand if you think it should be a civil offense rather go. than a crime to cross a border without documentation. Can we oh, Joe Biden's like, Biden's half his He's done two he's done two of these half theoretical exercise. That criminalization, that is the basis for family separation. 
You do away with that. When Bernie talks. It's no longer possible. Of course, it wouldn't be possible Stop anyway in talk. my presidency because it is dead wrong. You aren't going to be president. Thing, because the Republican Party likes to cloak itself in the language of religion. Now, our party doesn't talk about that as much, largely for a very oh. good reason, which was we are committed to the separation of church and state, and we stand for people of any religion and people of no religion. But we should call out hypocrisy when we see it. And for a party that associates itself with Christianity... To say that it is okay to suggest that God would smile on the division of families at the hands of federal agents, that God would condone putting children in cages, has lost all claim to ever use religious language again. Vice President, I don't know if you raise your hand or what did you do, Biden? Would you decriminalize crossing the border without documents? The first thing I would do. Mm-hmm. Is unite families that surge immediately. Billions of dollars worth of help to the region immediately. Look, we talk about foreign policy. I'm the guy that got to a bipartisan agreement at the very end of the campaign, at the very end of our term, to spend $740 million to deal with the problem. And that was to go to the root cause of why people are leaving in the first place. It was working. We saw, as what, you know, what are you talking about? decrease in the number of children were coming. The crisis was abated. And along came this president. He said he immediately discontinued that. We all talk about these things. What are you I talking did. about? I did. The fuck you did. Second thing. Second thing we have to do. The law now requires the reuniting of those families. We would reunite those families, period. And if not, we put those children in a circumstance where they were safe until we could find their parents. And lastly, the idea that he's in court with his Justice Department saying children in cages do not need a bed, do not need a blanket, do not need a toothbrush. That is outrageous. Vice President, the Obama-Biden administration was... The uh, Obama-Biden administration deported more than 3 million Americans. My question to you is if an individual is living in the United States of America without documents, and that is his only offense, should that person be deported? No. Depending if they committed a, a major crime. They should be deported. And the president was left in his... President Obama, I think, did a heck of a job to compare oh, him to what, what this guy is doing. It's absolutely, I find, close to immoral. But the fact is that, look, we should not be locking people up. We should be making sure we change the circumstance, as we did, why they would leave in the first place. And those who come seeking asylum, we should immediately have the capacity what more to are you not in favor of that creates refugees? keep them safe until they can be heard. A 15-second, if you could, if you wish to answer. Should someone who is here without documents, and that is his only offense, should that person be deported. That person should not be the focus of deportation. We should the focus. change the way the focus. Motherfucker. Suggest that I agree with a lot of what Kamala just said. And that is on day one we take out our executive order pen and we rescind every damn thing on this issue that Trump has done. Picking up on the point that Joe made. We gotta look at the root causes. Yes. And we have a situation where Honduras, among other things, is a failing state. Massive corruption. you got gangs who are telling families that if a 10-year-old does not join that gang, that family is going to be killed. What we have got to do on day one is invite the presidents and the leadership of Central America and Mexico together. This is a hemisphere Thank you. problem that we have got Can to I just swallow. What do you do? Day 
one? No. If someone is without documents. And What's that my is their only offense. What should I say, Uncle Biden? To be deported. No. That person can be a part of this great American exactly. experience. That person can contribute. My congressional district is one of the most diverse in America, and we see the benefits when people contribute and they become a part of the community and they're not in the shadow economy. Day one for me, families are reunited. This president, though, for immigrants, there's nothing he, he will start? not do yeah, to well, separate okay. a family. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm serious. No, no, not in okay. fun facts. Okay. His daughter's name is Cricket. Existence by weaponizing or his nickname. <laughs> and there is nothing that we cannot do in president the Ricky Cricket. that I will not do as president <laughs> to reverse that and to make sure that families oh, always Cricket. belong together. Senator Harris. <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, I was oh, no, absolutely thought. not. They should not be deported. And, and I actually, this was one of the very few issues that I would not prosecute. I disagreed yeah. with um, the administration, um, with whom I otherwise had a great relationship and a great deal of respect oh, on the secure communities too. issue. I was Attorney General of California. I led the second you largest Department of Justice in the United he States, wants second to touch only her. to the oh, United yeah. States Department of we Justice. should have put pandering to Biden. And on this issue, I disagreed with my president because the policy was to allow deportation of people who, by ICE's own definition, were non-criminals. So as attorney general and the chief law officer of the state of California, who would abolish ICE? That's my I question. issued a directive to the sheriffs of my state that they did not have to comply with detainers and instead should make decisions based on the best interest of public safety of their community. Because what I saw, and I was tracking it every day, I was tracking it and saw that, you? Par that parents, people who had not committed a crime, even by ICE's own definition, were being deported. And, but I have to add a point here. The problem with this kind of policy, and I know it as a prosecutor, I want a great victim to be able to run in the middle of a they, they to run the street so and wave down a police yeah. officer and report the crime against her. Yeah, I want so anybody though. who's I mean, been the victim of any real crime better. to be able to do that and not be afraid that if they do that, they will be deported because the abuser will tell them it is they who uh, come all people out of here. Turn to the issue of trade now, if we can. There's Last no night, we asked the candidates on this stage no. to name the greatest geopolitical threat facing the U.S. Four of them mentioned China. U.S. businesses say China steals our intellectual property, and party leaders on both sides accuse China of manipulating their currency to keep the cost of goods artificially right, low. I'll ask this to Senator <laughs> Bennett to start off with. Oh, How well, especially Bennett. Oh, God. fucking. I think that, first of all, the, the biggest the, the, the biggest factor of national security right now is Russia, not China. And second, on China, we've got competition because of what they've done Feel with our election. In China, I think the president's been right to push back on, on China, but has done it in completely the wrong way. We should mobilize the entire rest of the world who all have a shared interest in pushing back on China's mercantilist trade policies, and I think we can do that. I'd like to answer the other question before this as well. You're, do you have the time? When I, when, I, when I see these kids at the border, I see my mom because I know she sees herself because she was separated what? from her parents for years during the whole When we watched Deep Port. Third together. <laughs> yeah, and for Donald Trump to be doing what he's doing to children and their families at the borders. I say this as somebody who wrote the immigration bill in 2013 that created a pathway to citizenship for 11 million people in this country that had the most progressive DREAM Act that's ever been conceived, much less passed. That's a, that's a real small. 
that had $46 billion of border security in it that was sophisticated 21st century border security, not a medieval wall. And Senator, the president has turned we the tech wall. United States into a symbol Senator, of nativist hostility that the whole world is looking at when what we should be represented by is the Statue of Liberty, which has brought my parents oh, to this country uh. Why are they giving him so much time? That's the last of his time. Concerns yeah, about really. technology and taking jobs. Are you worried about China? And if so, how would you stand up against it? Well, I just want to agree oh, that Russia is our greatest geopolitical threat because they've been hacking our democracy successfully. Uh, and they've been laughing their asses uh, off about it for the last couple of years. So we should focus okay. on that before we start worrying about uh, other threats. Now, China, they do, uh, they do pirate our intellectual property. It's a massive problem. But the tariffs and the trade war are just punishing businesses and, and producers and workers on both sides. I met with a farmer in Iowa who said he spent six years building up a buying relationship in China that's now disappeared and gone forever. And the beneficiaries have not been American workers or, or people in China. It's been Southeast Asia and other producers that have then stepped into the void. So we need to, to crack down on Chinese uh, malfeasance in the trade relationship, but the tariffs and the trade war are the wrong way to go. All right, Mayor, Mayor Bernadette, how, 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 how would you stand up against China? He is the driest person. First of all, we've got to recognize that the China oh. challenge really is yeah, a serious yeah. one. This is not something Stop to dismiss or wave away. And if you look at what China is doing, they're using technology for the perfection of dictatorship. But their fundamental oh, economic that's... model isn't going to change because of some tariffs. I live in the industrial Midwest. Uh, what, folks who aren't uh, in the shadow of a factory are somewhere near a soy field where I live. And manufacturers, and especially soy farmers, are hurting. Tariffs are taxes. And Americans are going to pay on average $800 per year because China is investing so that they could soon be able to run circles around us in artificial intelligence. And this person is fixated on the China relationship as if all that mattered was the export balance. You're the people that are like big fans of China. Like the people that are like, I'm going to support Their authoritarian model is being held up as an alternative to ours because ours looks so chaotic compared to theirs right now because of our internal divisions. The biggest thing we've got to do is invest in our own domestic competitiveness. If we disinvest, in what are you, what are you saying? Education, we are never going to be able. What does that mean? If we really want to be an alternative, a democratic alternative, we actually have to demonstrate that we care Man. about democratic Thank values you. at home. What, you, what the fuck are your values? Break. How long is this one? I, it, sh- it should be about three, four minutes. Yeah, oh, four, four minutes. minutes. Okay, yeah. all right. All right. So that first one's only a minute and a half. So. All right, all right. Do we want to talk about the issues, Matt, or we just want to uh, talk, talk, okay, let's talk about the issues? What do you, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> no, I mean, wait, no, 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 no. Seriously, what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> well, I, okay. I'm, I'm loving Bernie. It, it's, Bernie's great. He's yeah. killing it, right? Biden isn't looking too good, but he, he hasn't necessarily put his foot in his mouth yet. Yeah. I. This guy in his fucking mustard pants. Mustard again. pants is back. <laughs> it must be something that they just play on a loop yeah. or something. But he's got his goddamn mustard pants on. <laughs> um, okay, Andrew Yang, like get out of there. Right get now, right? Yeah, he's done. He's, he's so done. dry. He only has one thing. Doesn't make any sense. Yang used to go. Jill Brown used to go. Um, 
They're giving Bennett way too much yeah. time. And, and um, what I'm curious of... Which one's Bennett and which one's... F- I keep mixing and, up... And, and Hickenlooper, yeah, right? I keep, Are you, like, I mean, yeah. every time every time we see Bennett, like, I'm like, who, which one is he? But I'm like, oh, I know who he is. He's the only... Because I know who everyone... Swallow, Swallow, so I keep mixing them up. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, okay. Because Bennett and, and Hickenlooper, they're both from Colorado. Also, Hickenlooper, <laughs> he, he suffers from face blindness. Oh, <laughs> it, it makes it difficult for him to remember or recognize faces. I mean, so I hope he's not too confused. I feel like I've got like minor. Face yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you might have. Oh, yeah. So maybe you and Hickenlooper might be buds and yeah. have some beer. You Where's know, Swalwell. I gotta, I gotta see okay. this Swalwell, he's over here. He's the Snapchat. Okay. That's the Snapchat king of Congress. Okay. Um, he's Melty Face. Yes, Melty Face. His campaign slogan is "Be big, be bold." Do good. Oh Tim Ryan was like, "Oh, that's a good one. I think I'll use that too." And and Tim Ryan's people had to be like, "No, no, no, buddy. That, that's not how it works. Let's have some ice cream. We'll talk about it." Yeah. <laughs> and I love this for Swal- Swalwell. In 2017, his estimated net worth was between negative ten thousand and negative one hundred forty nine thousand dollars. Mood. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's fair. Yeah, that's... but I think that's why he's trying to be VP. For Biden, so Defo. you can get some money. Defo. <laughs> Pay off some student loans. All right, we got a minute yeah, 30. Yeah, yeah, uh, what did you do for your 21st birthday? If you're not 21, what are you planning to do? Okay, um, <laughs> I got married. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I got, well, well I, it was my bachelor party. And then awesome. on the 23rd, you know, two days later, uh-huh. then I, we got married. Tammy and I got married. Oh, yep. nice. Yeah. Um, I, I was at a memorial service oh, for our, the cool. the, uh, the former uh, head of our theater department. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's all my all my major birthdays have come in kind of bars. And um, you didn't drink, right? Because you yeah, said no, you didn't I, no, I didn't drink until I was like 24. 24 yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it was kind of a sad one. Um, <laughs> everybody was just kind of at a funeral, so uh, didn't really do anything. Um, Fair enough. Do you do anything part time? <laughs> do I do anything part time? Anything part time? No, past. Podcast politics reporting. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like how it's written or how you yeah. said it. What's the most fun card game? Oh, uh, Uno with Josie because we play this Kahoot. Okay, uh, it's it's some like quiz game. Anyways. Uh-huh. We, we just play this loop of this music for hours while we play Uno. Nice. I'm going to say uh, Pitch Please. Oh, Pitch Please. That's a good one. I just looked up oh, and saw yeah. it. I was, no, no, no. I was scared. Fun, uh, okay, okay. Um, well, last one. How frugal are you? Uh, not frugal enough. Uh, yeah, it, I agree. Yeah, 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 same. Yeah. Same. But I love the dollar store. Oh, who doesn't? I love the dollar store. I mean... You can get so much shit there. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like a I feel like a real rich person. Yeah. I'm one percent at the Dollar Tree. Yeah, when I have a full basket and I pay like fifteen dollars, I'm like, oh yeah. I'm, Saddest I'm, thing I'm, I've ever seen, which is a bonus. Um, I saw a person buying a single roll of toilet paper at Dollar Tree. That was <laughs> oh, oh what no. is your story? That's sad. Like, from the art center in Miami. As we continue the questioning, we want to bring yeah. in more members oh, of our God. team. So let's turn it over to Chuck Todd and Rachel Mack. Let's don't. Well, they just sell a single one? Is it double? Apparently, five? yeah. I think it's just a single roll. No, no, no. no it didn't happen. Definitely first time. Thank you, Let's quickly recap the rules. One goblin man. 20 candidates qualified for this first debate. We've heard from 10 of them from last night. We're hearing from 10 more tonight. Breakdown for each night was selected at random. Candidates will have 60 seconds to answer direct questions. 
30 seconds for follow-ups if necessary. Because of this large field of candidates, not every person will be able to comment on everything, but the less audience reaction there is, the more time they will only Thank you, Kamala Harris fans. The only good thing Rachel Maddow said in five years. We will hear all of these candidates, but we are going to begin this hour uh, with Mayor Buttigieg. Stop trying to make Buttigieg happen. And the criminal justice system. Oh, your community oh, of South oh. Bend, Indiana, has recently yeah, been in uproar over an officer get him, get him. shooting. The police what force in South Bend is now six percent black in a city that wow. is twenty six percent black. Why has that not improved over your two terms as mayor? Yeah, because I couldn't get it done. My community is in I- anguish right now. Yeah. There's an officer involved shooting I mean, a black man. Point for honesty? I, I don't, I'm confused. What do you I'm mean? not allowed to take sides until the investigation comes back. The officer oh, said he Fuck you. He didn't have his body camera on. I'm taking a point it's a away. Mess. And we're hurting. And I can walk you through all of the things that we have done as a community. All of the steps that we took from bias training to de escalation, but. To firing the black it didn't guy. didn't save the yeah. life of Eric Logan. And when I look into his mother's eyes, I have to face the fact that nothing that, that you didn't I do a goddamn thing bring him back. This is an issue that is facing our community and so many communities around the country. And until we move policing out from the shadow of systemic racism, whatever this particular incident teaches us, we will be left with the bigger problem of the fact that there's a wall of mistrust put up one racist act at a time, not just from what's happened in the past. But from what's happening around the country in the present, it threatens the well-being of every community. And I but am determined get it done. to bring about a day when a white person driving a vehicle and a black person driving a vehicle, when they see a police officer approaching, feels the exact same yeah. thing. A feeling not of fear, but of safety. I am determined That's to bring that day about. Are you? If I could ask one question, just because I think... Governor, I'll give you 30 seconds. I think that uh, the question they're asking in South Bend, I think it seems across the country, is why has it taken so long? Uh, We had a shooting when I first became mayor 10 years before Ferguson, and the community came together. We created an office of the Independent Monitor, a civilian oversight commission. We diversified the police force in two years. We actually did de-escalation training. I think the real question that America should be asking is why five years after Ferguson... Every city doesn't have this level of police accountability. Governor Hickenlooper, thank we, you. I've got to respond to that. Look, we've taken so many steps toward police accountability that no, you you know, the FOP just denounced me for too much accountability. We're obviously... Oh, fuck you. responsibility for that because I'm in charge. You should fire your chief. So under Indiana law, <laughs> this will be investigated. And there will hey, be Swalwell. Okay, Swalwell. Okay, Swalwell. Point for Swalwell. Yeah. I've someone died. All of these issues are extremely important, but there are specifics, there are symptoms, uh, and the underlying cause has to do with deep, deep, deep realms of racial injustice, both in our criminal justice Get system crystals, and in baby. our economic system. And the Democratic Party should be on the side of reparations for slavery for this very reason. I talked to I my friend. Believe, well, I do not believe that the average American is a racist, but the average American is woefully undereducated about the history of race in the United States. I was like, I'm Hang on, we're going to get you. Come on, sweet baby. <laughs> uh, uh, what I'm going to say is that I agree. We will give you 30 seconds, and so we're going to come back to you on, a, on this again in just a moment. Go for 30 seconds. Okay. Let's so fucking go. Go. The issue of race. I couldn't agree more that this is an issue that is still not being talked about truthfully and honestly. 
I, there is not a black man I know, be he a relative, a friend, or a co-worker who has not been the subject of some form of profiling or discrimination. Growing up, my sister and I had to deal with the neighbor who told us her parents couldn't play with us because, she, because we were black. And I will say also that, that in this campaign, we've also heard, and I'm going to now direct this at Vice President Biden. Oh. Um, I do not believe you are a racist. Oh. I agree with you. When you commit yourself to the common ground. But I also believe, and it is personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. It sounds like Biden. It's not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And you know, there was Biden's a little girl down in California tonight. who was part Biden's of the second class down tonight. to integrate her public schools. That's smart. And she was bused to huh. school every day. And that little girl was me. So I will tell you that on this subject, it cannot be an intellectual debate among Democrats. We have to take it seriously. We have to act swiftly. As Attorney General of California, I was very proud to put in place a, a requirement that all my special agents would wear body cameras and keep those cameras on. Senator Harris, thank you. Vice President Biden, you have been invoked. Okay. I, I like the let's let Biden Biden. That's yeah. Here let's we go. Let's, let's finish his campaign right now. Good, 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 good. Let's see the end of the Biden campaign. It's a mischaracterization my position across the board. I did not praise racist. That is not yes, true. you did. Number one. Number two, if we want to have this campaign litigated on who supports civil rights and whether I did or not, I'm happy to do that. Then you'll lose. I was a lose. public defender. I didn't become a prosecutor. I came out, I left a good law firm oh. to become a public defender. When in fact, oh! when, in fact, right. when in fact my city was in flames because of the, the uh, assassination of Dr. King. Number one. Now, number two, as the U.S., as, excuse me, as the uh, uh, Vice President of the United States, I work with a man who, in fact, we work very hard to see to it. We dealt I've got with a black these issues yeah, he was a black. in a major, major way. The fact is that in terms of busing, the oh. busing, I never, you would have been able to go to school the same exact way because it was a local decision made by your city council. That's fine. That's one of the things I argue for, that we should not be, we should be breaking down these lines. But so the bottom line here is, look. Everything I have done in People my want career, to be racist. I ran okay, because of civil rights. Yeah. I continue to think we have to make fundamental oh, man, changes man. in civil rights. And those civil rights, by the way, include not just only African Americans, but the LGBT community. But, but have- Vice President Biden, do you agree today? Do you agree today that you were wrong to oppose busing in America? Then? No. Do you agree? I oh. did not oppose busing in America. Yes, you did. Is busing ordered by the Department of Education? That's what I oppose. Yeah. Well, there I did was not a failure of, of states to, to integrate no, public schools in America. I was part of the second it, class to integrate Berkeley, California public schools almost two decades after Brown v. Board of Education. Because your city council made that decision. It was a so that's decision. where the federal government must step the, in. The that's why we have the Voting Rights Act. Get in. Get in. Get in. That's why we need to pass the Equality Act. That's why we need to pass the ERA, because there are moments in history where states fail 
to preserve the civil rights of all people. I supported the ERA from the very beginning when I ran the money. He's done. He's done forever. I'm the guy that extended the Money Rights Act for 25 years. We got to the place where we got 98 out of 98 votes in the United States Senate doing it. I've also argued very strongly that we, in fact, deal with the notion of denying people access to the ballot box. I agree that everybody, once they, in fact, they should... Anyway, my time's up. I'm sorry. Thank you, Vice oh, <laughs> He just gave up. Oh, he gave up being yeah, president. Yeah, I'm going to you on this. You said on the day you launched your campaign... Taking that point. Goodbye. ...that voters should focus on what people stand Bye. for, not a candidate's race or age or sexual orientation. Many no. Democrats are very excited by the diversity of this field on this stage and on last night's stage, and the perspective that diversity brings to this contest and to these issues. You're taking what? Are you telling Democratic voters that diversity shouldn't matter when what? they make this decision? No. No, absolutely not. Uh, unlike the Republican Party, we encourage diversity. We believe in diversity. That's what America is about. But in addition to diversity, in terms of having more women, more people from the LGBT community, we also have to do something else, and that is we have to ask ourselves a simple question, and that how come today the worker in the middle of our economy is making no more money than he or she made 45 years ago, and that in the last 30 years the top 1% has seen a $21 trillion increase in their wealth. We need a party that is diverse, but we need a party that has the guts to stand up to the powerful special interests who have so much power over the economic and political life of this country. Senator Gillibrand, I want to give you 30 seconds on this. Well, first of all, where Bernie left off, we've heard a lot of good ideas on this stage tonight, and a lot of plans, but the truth is, until you go to the root of the corruption, the money in, the po in politics, the fact that Washington is run by the special interests, you are never going to solve any of these problems. I have the most comprehensive approach that experts agree is the most transformative plan to actually take on political corruption, to get money out of politics through publicly funded elections, to have clean elections. If we do okay, that and get money okay. out of politics, we can Best guarantee health care is a right, not a privilege. We can deal with institutional racism. We can take on income inequality, and we can take on the corporate corruption that runs Washington. The first constitution that's opposite of what you were saying before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I don't trust your topics here. Senator Bennett, the next question is for you. On the issue of partisan gridlock, President Obama promised in 2020 that after his re-election, Republicans would want to work with Democrats. Fever would break. That did not happen. Now Vice President Biden is saying the same thing, that if he is elected Ooh. in 2020, both parties will want to work together. Should voters believe that somehow if there's a Democratic president in 2021, that gridlock is going to magically disappear? Gridlock will not magically disappear as long as Mitch McConnell is there first. Second, second. Kill Mitch McConnell. That's Kill Mitch McConnell. It's important for us to win not just the presidency, to have somebody that can run in all 50 states. But to, to, but to win the Senate as well. And that's why we have to propose on, policies that can be supported, like Medicare X, so that we can build a broad coalition of Americans to overcome Medicare broken X? Washington, yeah, D.C. I agree with Medicare what Senator Gillibrand is saying, I share a lot of her views. The we need is to that? gerrymandering. <laughs> is that like the 90s hardcore Medicare? It's Malcolm X's said they couldn't do anything about it. We need to overturn Citizens United. The court was the one that gave us Citizens United. 
And the attack on voting rights in Shelby versus Holder is something we need to deal with. All of those things has happened since Senate, uh, Vice President Biden was in the Senate. And we face structural problems that we have to overcome with a broad coalition. It's the drunk. only way we can do it. Yeah. We need to root out the corruption in Washington, expand people's right to get to the polls, and I think then we can succeed. Vice President Biden, Biden uh, 30 seconds. Yeah. I want to, I, I, what, uh, it does sound as if you haven't seen what's been happening in the United States Senate over the last oh. It didn't happen. I have seen what happened. Just since we were vice president, we needed three votes to pass an $800 billion recovery act that kept us from going into depression. I got three votes changed. We needed to be able to keep the government from shutting down and going bankrupt. I got Mitch McConnell to raise taxes $600 billion by raising the top rate. And as recently as after President uh, got elected, I was able to put together a coalition of the Cures Act that billions of dollars go into cancer research, bipartisan. But sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you just have to go out and beat them. I went into 20 states, over 60 candidates, and guess what? We beat Chuck, them. We won Chuck, back the Chuck, Senate. Chuck, thank you. Chuck, thank you. The problem with what the vice president does. 30 seconds. Go ahead. We Sometimes you do have to beat him, but but the deal that he talked about with Mitch McConnell was a complete victory for the Tea Party. It extended the Bush tax cuts permanently. The Democratic Party has been running against that for okay. 10 years. Right. We nice work. Economic I see you, man. Because that Get him. extended almost all those Bush Get him. taxes permanently. Biden's done. In He's done. He's done forever. That we still are dealing with today. Goodbye. That are called the this motherfucker that was a done with politics. Mr. McConnell, He's it done. was a terrible deal for America. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Senator. Wait, wait. Trump tax cut had to be passed is because they had to pay back I thought they'd all be going after Bernie Biden, but they they're all going after Biden. Words. So the corruption in Washington is real, and it is yeah. something that makes every one of the plans we've heard about over the last several months impossible. And I have the most comprehensive approach to do it with clean elections, publicly fund elections. Is, so we they restore think the power time of democracy for, them, for the, 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 the Democratic voters, Party to start pushing the them on. We were talking not, about yeah, issues. No, imagine, like, we're in Florida, imagine the Parkland kids having as much power in our democracy Thank as you. the Koch brothers or the NRA. Thank Imagine you. their voices carrying Imagine it, but than anyone else because their voice is needed. Senator and Dillman, I'm trying and to as president, it's the first thing Thank I'm going to do because nothing else is possible, whether I, it's education or health care or ending institutional Thank racism. you very much. I'd like to put I mean, I agree with that, but Roe versus Wade has been but the law me, of the land since 1973. Her. Now that there is a conservative majority on the Supreme Court, several Republican-controlled states have passed laws to severely restrict or even ban abortion. One of those laws could very well make it to the Supreme Court during your presidency, if you're elected president. What is your plan if Roe is struck down in the court while you're president? Well, my plan is somebody who believes for a start that a woman's right to control her own body is a constitutional right that government and politicians should not infringe on that right. We will do everything we can to defend our Roe versus Wade. Second of all, let me make let me make let me make a promise here. Yes, my litmus test is I will about. never appoint any nominate any justice to the Supreme Court unless that justice is one hundred percent clear he or she will defend Roe v. Wade. Third of all, I do not believe in packing the court. We got a terrible oh, majority.
conservative court right now. And, uh, but I do believe okay. that constitutionally we have the power to rotate judges to other oh. courts. And that brings in new blood into the Supreme okay. Court. I and like a majority, it. I hope, that will Come understand on. that a woman has the right to control her own body and that corporations cannot run uh, the Senator, United I'm States of America. Hold on, I'm going to give you 10 additional seconds because the question is, what if the court has already overturned Roe and Roe is gone? All of the things you just described would be to try to preserve Roe. If Roe is gone, what could you do as president we to preserve pass, abortion rights? Well, first of all, let me tell you this. Didn't come up here, but let's face this. Medicare for all guarantees every woman in this country the right to have an abortion if she wants it. Thank you, Senator. And can I just address this for a second? And I, and I want to talk directly, directly to America's women and to the men who love them. Women's reproductive okay, rights so no gay, are under gay assault men. by Tr- President Trump and the Republican Party. 30 states are trying to overturn Roe v. Wade right now. And it is mind-boggling to me that we are debating this on this stage in 2019 among Democrats whether women should have access to reproductive rights. I think we have to are, stop are paying on stage? defense and start playing offense. But let me tell you one thing about politics because yes. it goes to the corruption and the deal-making. So. When the door is closed and the negotiations are made, there are conversations about women's rights and compromises have been made on our backs. That's how we got to Hyde. That's how the Hyde Amendment was created, a compromise by leaders of both parties. Then Call we Biden. have Call the Biden. ACA. During the ACA ne- ne- negotiation, I have to fight like heck with other women heck. to make sure that contraception wasn't sold down the river or abortion services. And so what we need to know is, imagine this one question. When we beat President Trump, and Mitch McConnell walks into the over office, God forbid, to do negotiations. Who do you want, when that door closes, to be sitting behind that desk to fight for women's rights? I have been the fiercest advocate Senator, for women's reproductive freedom Senator, for over a decade. And I promise you, as president, when that door closes, I will guarantee yeah. women's reproductive Senator, freedom Senator, no matter thank what. Thank you. Thank you. We're moving to climate. We're moving to climate, guys. Senator Harris, I'm addressing you first on this. You live in a state that has been hit by drought, wildfires, flooding. Climate change is a major concern for voters in your state. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, obviously, the state as well. Last night, voters heard many of the candidates weigh in on their proposal. I'm going to put the climate Explain in jail. specifically what Yeah, I'm going to lock it up. First of all, I don't even call it climate change. It's a climate crisis. It represents an existential threat to us as a species. And the fact that we have a president of the United States who has embraced science fiction over science fact will be to our I'm with you, Kamala Harris. I visited... While the embers were smoldering, the wildfires in California, I spoke with firefighters who were in the midst of fighting a fire while their own homes were burning. And on this issue, it is a, it is a critical issue that is about what we must do to confront what is immediate and before us right now. That is why I support a Green New Deal. It is why I'm on day one, and as president, will re-enter us in the Paris Was Agreement. Was he ever here? Because we have oh, to take these issues seriously, and frankly, we have a president of the United States. We talked about, you asked before, what is the greatest national security threat to the United States? It's Donald Trump. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I agree, climate change represents an existential threat. He denies the science. You want to talk about North Korea? Real threat in terms of nuclear arsenal, but what does he do? He embraces Kim Jong-un, so a time. dictator for the sake of this a photo like, This is Putin. Something. You want to talk yeah, like, about... They tried Buttigieg and now you're Kamala. I want to stick like, with Kamala. Over the word of 
it's very unusual. Yeah. I feel like yesterday was more unusual than Thank you, Senator Harris. These are the issues that are before us, Chuck. I'm, I hear you. Thank yes. you, Senator Harris. Mayor Buttigieg, uh, in your common plan, I, 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 if you're elected president in your first term, how is this going to help farmers impacted by climate change in the middle? What? Well, the reality is we need Chuck, to begin adapting right away, but we also can't skip a beat on preventing climate change from getting even worse. It's why we need aggressive and ambitious measures. It's why we need to do a carbon tax and dividend. But oh. I would propose we do it in a way that is rebated out to the Americans in a progressive fashion so that most Americans are made more than whole. This isn't theoretical for us in South Bend either. Parts of California on fire right here in Florida, they're talking about sea level rise. Well, in Indiana... I had to activate the emergency operations center of our city twice in less than two years. First time was a thousand year flood and the next time was a 500 year flood. This is not just happening on the Arctic ice caps. This is happening. So in he's done more for climate change than he has for African America. Here's what very few people talk about. First of all, rural America can be part of the solution instead of being told they're part of the problem. With the right kind of soil management and other kind of investments, soil management can be a huge part of how we get this done. Let's talk about soil management. We've got to look to the leadership of local communities. There's networks of mayors and cities around the Local communities fix climate change. Fix climate change in local communities. We should have a Pittsburgh summit where we bring them together as well as rejoining Oh, this big motherfucker. I want to bring Governor Hickenlooper into this for a moment. Governor, you said that oil and gas companies should be part of the solution on climate change. Lots of your colleagues on stage tonight have talked about moving away from fossil fuels entirely. Can oil and gas companies be real partners in this fight? Well, I share the sense of urgency. I'm, I'm a scientist, so I, I recognize that we're within 10 or 12 years of, of actually you know, suffering irreversible damage. Uh, but you know, guaranteeing everybody a government job is not going to get us there. So socialism, in that sense, is not the solution. We have to look at what really will make a difference. In Colorado, we're closing a couple of coal what? plants, replacing them with wind, solar, and batteries, and the, and the monthly bills go down. We've gone on, we're building a, a network for electric vehicles. We are working with... Oh, the you're doing, oh, the, this, you're doing that in your city? You mean the, the state's doing that? You mean socialism? CO2. And then we've got to get to that last part. That's I mean, the industrial, heavy industry, we haven't seen the plans yet. If you look at... At, at the real problem, CO2, the worst polluters in CO2 is China, is the United States, and that's concrete and it's exhalation. And beyond that, I think we've got to recognize that only by bringing people together, businesses, nonprofits, and we can't demonize every business. We've got to yes, bring we them can. together to be part of this thing because ultimately, if we're not able to do that, we will be doomed to failure. We have no way of doing this without bringing everyone together. Thank you. No. Vice President Biden, on the issue of how you that do didn't this, make any sense. Democrats are arguing robustly among themselves about what's the best way to tackle climate change. But if we're honest, many Republicans, including the president, are still not sure if they believe it is even a serious problem. So are there significant ways you can cut carbon emissions if you have to do it with no support from Congress? The answer is yes. Number one, in our administration, we built the largest wind farm in the world, the largest solar energy facility in the world. We drove down the price, competitive price of both of those renewable, renewable sources. 
I would immediately insist that we, in fact, build 500,000 recharging stations throughout the United States of America, working with governors, mayors, and others, so that we can go to a full electric vehicle future by the year 2020, or by the year 2030. I would make sure that we invested $400 million in new science and technology to be the exporter, not only of the green economy, but economy that can create millions of jobs. But I would immediately join the Paris uh, Climate Accord. I would up the ante in that accord, which it calls for, okay. because we make up 15% of the problem. 85% of the world makes up the rest. And so we have to have someone who knows how to corral the rest of the world, bring them together, what? get something done, like we did in our administration. Fuck you. 30 seconds to follow up, and I'm going to hold you to 30. Thank this you. is a global issue. What the President of the United States should do is not deny the reality of climate change, but tell the rest of the world that instead of spending a trillion and a half dollars on weapons of destruction, let us get together for the common enemy, and that is to transform the world's energy system away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency and sustainable energy. Thank the future you. of the planet rests on us Here, doing this. I've looked and into a crystal ball Climate change and the lack of economic mobility Bernie talks about. 
Saturday. Oh. <laughs> Putting your family over oh, the needs a national sad, paid sad. leave plan, universal pre-K, affordable daycare, and making sure that women and Thank families you. can find a place no matter right. who they are. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I was kidding. I'm so passing a middle class and working families tax cut, uh, DACA, guns. Oh, <laughs> That's... I'm not giving you credit for the first thing you said, the tax cut. I got it. Like Senator no. Sanders, first thing, <laughs> the premise that there's only one or two issues that enormous crises. Senator we Sanders, a political revolution. People have got to stand okay. up and take on the special interests. We can transform this country. Bernie wins. I give no point. I Go think ahead. you're so underestimating Barack Obama, did. He's the first. No, you're not. To bring together. They're overestimating it. 196 what? nations to commit to deal with climate change. I mean, oh, no. So I no. Know, no. No. Liar. The first thing I would do is make sure that we defeat Donald Trump. Okay. Period. Well, you're the president. Yeah. <laughs> You've already your defeated him. Your first issue as president that you... My first president is to defeat the last president. Yeah. Democracy before it's too late. Get that right. Climate, immigration, taxes, and every other issue gets better. Mr. Mr. Gay. Huh? I would pass a $1,000 freedom dividend. <laughs> of course you do. climate change because if you get the boot off of people's throats, they'll okay. focus on climate change much more clearly. Governor, what? Right. I would do a collaborative approach to climate change, and I would pronounce it well Collab- before the election to make sure we don't reelect the worst president in American history. And Ms. Williams, well, the last one. You? They said that her goal is to make New Zealand the place oh. where it's the best place in the world for a child to grow up. And I would tell her girlfriend you were so on, because the United States of America <laughs> is the best <laughs> in the world for a child to grow up. You know, I want to make America Disney World. With the short, at least it was shorter no, responses. Not at all. All right. <laughs> C minus. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with these candidates right after this. I'm like, what is this? Like it's straight up beatnik or something, right? Oh, like, what the fuck is she doing? What? Who? What? Uh, <laughs> right? Williamson. Yeah. 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 Oh no, but she is though. Like she's like, well, yeah, that's her thing. But like, the way she's, that she's like, she's from Houston, Texas. Of course she is, man. She's no man. Yeah, listen, listen, I just Hey, sometimes you know, I get a feeling in my chakra, and I say, bippity bop, zippity zoo. I, I want to make the world like New Zealand, but Disneyland for all the kiddos. Hey, little babies, you feeling good vibes? I'm feeling good vibes. You know, if all the kids were feeling good vibes, the world would be a better place because our vibes yeah. would vibe. Do you dig it? Dig. <laughs> what the fuck? It's almost as crazy as Medicare X. Medicare X. <laughs> what the fuck is Medicare uh, X? Dan, question. What is Medicare X? Absolutely. Oh, uh, well, you know. No, I think it's Medicare specifically for Gen Xers. Oh. So they're kind of crazy, you know, just skateboarding, all kinds of fun stuff. What is your favorite type of seafood? Favorite type? Uh, safe. <sighs> I mean, I'll just, this isn't really seafood, but like, I'll just say sushi. Oh, okay. That's It's kind of, you know, whatever. All right, all right, all right. Um, well, catfish. Oh, catfish. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's me too. Oh, yeah. That's the best. Come on. Great, 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 great. We need to hit that catfish place again. Oh, it's about time. It's about place. time. That needs to be like an every six month event. Yeah, that, well, I, I would say even quarterly. Hey, I'm yeah. okay with that too. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to come down and visit, uh, we got a great catfish place called the Catfish Place. All you can eat catfish. Oh, oh my so God. good. It's dangerous, but dangerously good. Um, All right. What do you like to do at the park? Um, not go to the park and not get arrested? <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
Um, I, I'm gonna. Um, what do you like to do at the park? What do I like to do at the park? I like to. I'm gonna open that up, and I'm gonna say, "Go to the Carousel of Progress." Um, okay, fair enough. Yep. Um, Me too. <laughs> before an important phone call, okay, not a thing that happens anymore. Do you rehearse what you say first? Well, I do. Because I'm on okay. the phone a lot. Okay, yeah. Job. So, so I, I, I do. I have a script. I rehearse. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. All right. I, I don't remember the last time I had a phone conversation, so I can't even imagine. Probably when you called me like a year ago, and then you thought I died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was just kind of rehearsing how I was going to tell Tammy that I killed her husband. Yeah. Like, Sorry, friend. Killed your husband. Because I, I gave him a phone call, and then it hung up, and so he died. He was he was talking on the phone while he was driving. It was my fault, and then the phone went dead, and I never heard from him again. Uh, now he's dead. Goodbye. Sorry. Oh. Uh, how often do you lie? Oh, geez, all the time. Well, who doesn't? Uh, ooh. Um, uh, I don't like that. Uh, uh, have you ever been a member of a club? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm the leader of Lego Club. You are. How about yourself? Um, well, you're lesbians, right? I, well, we had drama club in high yeah, school, yeah. but it was a real bullshit drama club. Uh, yeah. Um <laughs> What's not? Yeah, I mean, like, organizations. I'm a member of the DSA, though I have to go to the meetings because I'm not a meeting person. Uh, well, yeah. But I give them $5 a month. That's something, right? That's fair enough. Yeah. I give them money. To shake your hand if you're I give them money. I just, I, oh, listen, I would love, I'm, it's not for me. I, I, I support all those people, but I, it's not my, I can't, I'm not a people person. Uh, we got 26 seconds. Who would you want to sing a song you've written? John Mayer. David Hasselhoff. Oh yeah, our Bernie Sanders. Have you heard? Have you heard oh, him his doing folk. those songs, those folk songs oh. <laughs> from the eighties? Yeah. I want no. I want Bernie Sanders and David Hasselhoff doing a duet uh, totally. of my song. Yeah, that's, yeah, really that's great. All right, we got four seconds. Piano what cartoon girl. character best describes you? Oh, Bugs Bunny. It doesn't, but fine. Um, <laughs> Probably Marvin the Martian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't even have one. Yeah. I mean, what did the, what the fuck did he say? I. Welcome back to the Democratic Candidates Debate in Miami. We're I got nothing. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Scrooge McDuck? I just like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, I don't think he yeah, describes yeah. me at all. We are? If you're a wretch. If I was a wretch, I would have a money then. We a second are going to have a question from Lester in the audience, <laughs> but that was just a fake out. <laughs> okay, good job. We're going to go to the issue of guns and... Uh... Congressman Swalwell, among this field of candidates, you have a unique position on gun reform. You're proposing that the government should buy back every assault weapon in America, and it should be mandatory. How do you envision cool. that working, especially in states where gun rights are a strong flashpoint? Keep your pistols, keep your rifles, keep your shotguns, but we can take the most dangerous weapons yeah. from the most oh, dangerous right. people. Absolutely. We yeah, have the NRA on the ropes because of the moms, because of the Brady Group, because of Giffords, because of March for Our Lives. But I'm the only candidate on this stage calling for a ban and buyback of every single assault weapon in America. I've seen the plans of the other candidates here. It's just one thing. They would all leave 15 million assault weapons well, in our fine. communities. They wouldn't do a single thing to save a single life in Parkland. What's with the orange tie? I'll approach this issue as a prosecutor. I'll approach it as the only person on this stage who has voted and passed background checks, but also as a parent Especially of a generation candle, who sends yeah. our children to school where we look at what they're wearing so we can remember it we and sure we have to identify them later. It's a generation who has seen thousands of black children killed in our streets and a generation who goes to the theater and we actually look where the fire exits are. 
We don't have to look this way. <laughs> you know, before we never looked at those stupid fire exits. More than we love our guns. Now AMC tells you. Look for those fire exits. Southern Sanders of Vermont newspaper recently released portions of an interview you gave in 2013 in which you said, quote, my own view on guns is everything being equal, states should make those decisions. No. Has your thinking changed since then? Do you now no. think there's a federal role no, to play? That's a mischaracterization of my thinking. Look, we have a gun crisis right now. 40,000 people a year are getting killed. In 1988, Rachel, when it wasn't popular, I ran on a platform of banning assault weapons and, in fact, lost that race for Congress. I have a D-minus voting record from the NRA. And I believe that what we need is comprehensive gun gun, uh, legislation that, among other things, provides universal background. We end the gun show loophole. We end the straw man provision. And I believed in 100 days to pull their act together, bring all these good ideas together, and put a bill on my desk for signature. And if they do not, I will take executive action and I will put in place the most comprehensive background check policy we've had. I will require the ATF to take the licenses of gun dealers who violate the law, and I will ban by executive order the importation of assault weapons. Unless you give me a watered down plan first. I have seen more autopsy photographs than I care to tell you. I have hugged more mothers who are the mothers of homicide victims, and I have attended more police officer funerals. It is enough. It Top. is enough. There have been plenty of good ideas from members of the United States Congress. There's been no action. As president, I will take action. Mayor Buttigieg, I want to bring As long as no one gives me a shittier plan a first. Thing. Like, she's like, like fuck that. I don't trust her. Military-style she, weapons. No. You are the only person on this stage tonight with military experience in the Afghanistan war. Murder. Will military families, does that inform your thinking on this view? Do you believe that military families or America's veterans will... Rachel gets a point for Pamela. Yeah, really. ...different take on this than the other Americans who we've been talking about and who Congressman Swalwell is appealing to with his buyback program? Yeah, of course, because we trained on some of these kinds of weapons. Look, every part of my life experience informs this. Being the mayor of a city where the worst part of the job is dealing with violence, we, we lose... Being a, a small woodland as creature? ...as we're yeah. lost at Parkland every two or three years in my city alone. And this is tearing communities apart. If more guns made us safer, we'd be the safest country on earth. It doesn't work that way. And common sense measures, like universal background checks, can't seem to get delivered by Washington, even when most Republicans, let alone most What are you going to do? the right thing to do. And as somebody who trained on weapons of war, Answer the question. I can tell you that there are weapons that have absolutely no place in American cities or neighborhoods in peace. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? A real 30 seconds? A real 30 seconds. A real 30 I'm the only Fuck person you. that's beaten the NRA nationally. 
I'm what? the guy that got the Brady Bill passed the background checks, number one. Number two, we increased that background check when, uh, during the Obama-Biden administration. I'm also the only guy that got assault weapons banned, banned, and the number of clips in a gun, banned. And so, folks, look, and I would buy back those weapons. We already started talking about that. We tried to get it done. I think it can be done, and it should be demanded that we do it, and that's a good expenditure money. And lastly, we should have smart guns. No gun should be able to be sold unless your biometric measure could pull that trigger. It's within our right to do that. We can do that. Our enemy is the gun manufacturers, not the NRA. The gun oh. Lester Holt yeah. has our next question. Lester, take it. Uh, all right, Chuck. This is a question uh, from our viewers. Which was, <laughs> What's this uh, cool guy behind? That's Tom Perez. That's the head of the DNC. Oh. Kathleen from Canby, Oregon, who writes, many fear the current administration has inflicted irreparable on our governing institutions and the process. On our yeah, I see that guy The question is, what do you see as important early steps in reversing the damage done? And we'll put this one to Senator Bennett. Thank you very much. <laughs> what an excellent question. First of all, we have to restore uh, our democracy at home. The rest of the world is looking for us for leadership. We have a president who doesn't believe in the rule of law. He doesn't believe in freedom of the press. He doesn't believe in independent judiciary. He believes in the corruption that he's brought to Washington, D.C. And that is what we have to change. And that's why everybody is up here tonight. And I appreciate the fact that they're up here for that reason. Second, we've got we've to restore the relationships that he's destroyed with our allies, not just in Europe. He flew to the G20 last night and attacked Japan, Germany, and a third ally of ours without saying anything about North Korea or Russia. And when you've got a situation where you have a president who says something happened in the Straits of Hormuz and the whole world doesn't know whether to believe it or not, that is a huge problem when it comes to the national security of the United States of America. This is the perfect time. Just, just this talking, center, just the perfect time for me to do another one of these down the line. And this is what this question oh, is, which no, is chop. you're gonna have chop, to re you're likely gonna have to reset a relationship between America and, an, and another country or entity if you become president because of what? perhaps because of some relationship that you just mentioned about. Chuck Todd is canceled. What is the first relationship you like to reset? This as is such a stupid fucking question. Well, one of my first phone calls would be to call <laughs> the European leaders and say, we're back. Because I totally understand how important it is for the United States to be part of the Baby, we're back. I'm trying to get one one or two words here. It's we're back, cool, baby. I hear you. Governor, good vibes. It's all good. About constant engagement. And I think the first, person, the first country I would go to, yeah. and I understand they've been cheating and, yeah. and stealing intellectual property, would be China. Because okay. if we're going to deal with public health pandemics, if we're going to deal with all the challenges of the globe, we've got to have relationships with everyone. Mr. Yang, we're trying to squeeze in a couple more things. This is a terrible question. China, we need to cooperate with them. Climate change, AI, and other issues. Hi. Thanks for the question. We have no idea which of our most important allies he will have pissed off worse between now and then. What we know is that our relationship with the entire world needs to change. And it starts by modeling American values at home. Okay, Mr. Vice President, I'm trying to be clear. We know NATO will fall apart if he's elected four more years as the single most consequential alliance in okay. the history of the United States. Senator Sanders. It's not one country. I think it is rebuilding trust in the United Nations and understand that we can solve conflicts without war but with diplomacy. Senator Harris. All the members of the NATO alliance. Senator Gillibrand. 
President Trump is hell-bent on starting a war with Iran. My first act will be to engage Iran to stabilize the Middle East and make sure we do not start an unwanted, never-ending war. Senator Bannon, quickly. Our European allies and every Latin American country that's willing to have a conversation about how to deal with the refugee crisis. And Congressman Swallow. My first act in foreign policy was breaking up with Russia and making up with NATO. Thank you all. Thank what did he say about Russia? I don't, I don't know what he said. He said something about Russia. Yeah. It was a little weird. Yeah, Make it up with the data. Experience yeah, in foreign policy, a pillar of your campaign. But when the time came to say yes or no on one of the most consequential foreign policy decisions of the last century, you voted for the Iraq war. You have since said you regret that vote. Ooh. But why should voters trust your judgment when it comes to making a decision about taking the country to war the next time? Because oh. once we once Bush abused that power, what happened was we got elected after that. I made sure the president turned to me and said, Joe, get our combat troops out of Iraq. I was responsible for getting 150,000 combat troops out of Iraq. We're still there. Son of, was one of them. I also think we We're should still not have combat troops in Afghanistan. It's long over. Why didn't you do anything about it? And I thirdly, Obama took us from took us to more war. Has pulled together more of our alliances. We went from four to wars to eight. What is the real stateless threat out there? We cannot go it alone in terms of dealing with terrorism. So I'd eliminate the the uh, the, the the act that allowed us to go into war and not the AUMF, and make sure that it can only be used for what its intent was, what its intent was, and that is to go after terrorists, but never... So we're going to keep the... That's we're going to keep it? Prepare our alliances. We put together 65 countries to make sure we dealt with ISIS in Iraq and other places. That's what I would do. That's what I have done, and I know how to do it. Oh, that's a terrible answer. One of the differences that Joe and I have in our record is Joe voted for that war, I helped lead the opposition to that war, which is a total disaster. Second of all, I helped lead the effort for the first time to utilize the War Powers Act to get the United States yep. out of the Saudi-led intervention in Yemen, which is the most mm-hmm. horrific humanitarian disaster on earth. And thirdly, let me be very clear, I will do everything I can to prevent a war with Iran, which would be far worse than disastrous war with Senator Iraq. Senator Sanders, thank you. All right, guys. Fourth consent the American we got people. Good news is you get more time to talk, but I have to sneak in one more break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more oh, God, I hate Chuck Todd. Can we just murder him? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that'd be great. All right, so guillotine. Who goes first? Oh, <laughs> Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd or anyone else on the stage? No, I checked out. Yeah. Mm. Um, right, what do we got, Brown? Uh, Dan, yes. uh, question eleven twenty nine. What are you allergic to? Nothing, as oh. far as I know. How about yourself? Let us, let us, yeah. Uh, which is that's a, so random. It's the but, weirdest. Yeah. Uh, what celebrity's crib would you love to be? Would you love to take a tour of? Well, Shaquille O'Neal, because his house recently expired, and I would like to get that listing. It's twenty-one oh. million dollars. So, anyway, oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> if anybody wants to donate, uh, I would love to buy Shaquille O'Neal's house. Absolutely. <laughs> um, whose house would I like to see? Uh, who's got a cool house? I don't know. Uh, David Hasselhoff. We'll just keep saying Hasselhoff yeah, yeah, when I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, <laughs> I got, I got really nothing. I don't, I don't know. No, Chris Carter. I want to see Chris Carter lives. That motherfucker. Like, all that, so what do the next files of money do? What are you doing with that, you motherfucker? Well, and then that, make me, that made me think of David Lynch and his oh. P-Sync. 
Oh, <laughs> Marianne Williamson. I want to see Marianne Williamson's house. Oh my god! All those crystals. Full of good vibes and crystals. Uh, um, Maybe. Uh, 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 um, <laughs> what is the biggest blooper you've never lived down? Blooper? Have you ever out, you ever had a blooper that you haven't lived down, Dan? Oh yeah. What when? <laughs> But one time I, I, I fell down right on my face and broke my front teeth. Oh, yeah. okay. So, All right. So, yeah, All never right. lived that one down. Well, you got some great Biden chompers now. Oh, though. no, no, no. They're great. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but they look a lot better than Biden. Of course. Biden. Of course. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't have to wear sunglasses inside. Um, blooper. That's such a weird word on blooper. Yeah, I mean, blooper. I did actually slip on a banana peel one time. <laughs> And after I fell, I was laughing hysterically just because oh, yeah. I I actually slipped on a banana peel. It, it's, um, it can happen. Like, who knew? Um, <laughs> uh, if you owned a restaurant, what kind of food would you want to serve? Oh, I mean, I guess Italian because that's kind of what I cook okay. a lot. That'd be yeah, cool. Uh, I don't know, maybe barbecue or our oh, ice cream yeah. parlor would be fun too, I think. Oh, yeah. That'd be, now, um, would you have like weird kind of like flavors and stuff or would I mean, you just keep it simple? Uh, you know, I think you have maybe one one weird flavor, like one specialty, like of a week for okay. a week or something. But just All keep right. it simple. Okay. Fair enough. Wow, that went quick, friend. Ah. Uh. Why are they talking in bats so much? We begin with Congress and Swallow. We can't be a forward-looking party if we look to the past for our leadership. I'm a congressman, but also a father of a two-year-old and an infant. And I'm not changing diapers. Cricket. I'm changing Washington. <laughs> uh, okay. The diapers smell better. I went to uh, Congress at uh, 31. And I found a three, Washington that doesn't three. work for people like you and me. It's made of the rich and the disconnected. I was the first in my family to go to college and have student loan debt. And so I have led the effort to elect the next generation of members of Congress. And we have a moment to seize. This is a can-do generation. This is the generation that will end climate chaos. This is the generation oh. that will solve student loan debt. And this is the generation that will say enough is enough and end gun violence. This generation demands bold solutions. That's why I'm running for president. Congressman, thank you. Okay. Do you have any bold solutions? I'm sorry we haven't talked more tonight about how we're going to beat Donald Trump. I have an idea about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not going to be beaten just by insider politics talk. Gotta He's use not good going vibes. to be beaten just by somebody who has plans. Gotta beat him with love. He's going to be beaten by somebody who has an idea what this man has done. Mm-hmm. This man has reached into the psyche of the American yes! people. Yes! And he's harnessed fear for Bad vibes. Purposes. Bad vibes. So, Gotta fight him with good vibes. If you're listening, I want you to hear me, please. You have harnessed fear for political purposes, and only love can cast that out. Yes! Yes! I, sir... I have a feeling you know what you're doing. Good vibes! I want to love for political purposes. <laughs> I will meet you on that field, and sir, love will win. I love it. Oh, Marianne. Thank you. Thank oh, you, you kooky, kooky broad. That's great. came to the United States to rebuild their shattered lives. Three, in the only country that they could. 300 years before that, my parents' family came searching religious freedom here. The ability for one generation to do better than the next is now severely at risk in the United States, especially among children living in poverty like the ones I used to work for in the Denver Public Schools. When I look for That's kids, I see my mom who sees yourself. I've had two tough races in yeah. Colorado uh, by bringing people together, not by making empty promises. Uh, and I believe we need to build a broad coalition of Americans to beat Donald Trump and the corruption no, we need of Washington good vibes, baby. and build a new era of 
of the American the democracy, new age, the American baby. opportunity. Mm-hmm. This is going to be hard to do, but it's what our parents would have expected. It's what our kids deserve. I hope exactly. you'll join me in this effort. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a small business owner who brought that same scrappy spirit to big Colorado, one of the most progressive states in America. We expanded reproductive health to to reduce teenage abortion by 64%. We were the first state to legalize marijuana, and we transformed our justice system in the process. We passed universal background checks in a purple state. We got to near universal health care coverage. We attacked climate change with the toughest methane regulations in the country, and for the last three years, we've been the number one economy in America. You don't need big government to do big things. I know that because I'm the one person up here who's actually done the big progressive things everyone else is talking about. Uh If we turn towards socialism, we run the risk of helping to re-elect the worst president in American history. Women in America women in America are on fire. We've ah, watched, we've organized, we've run for office, out. Yeah. and we've won. Let's get some water. But our rights are under attack like never before by President Trump and the Republicans who want to repeal mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade. Which is why I went to the front lines in Georgia to fight for them. As president, I will take on the fights that no one else will. I stood up to the Pentagon and repealed Don't Ask, Don't Tell. I stood up to the banks and voted against the bailout twice. I stood up to Trump more than any other senator in the U.S. Senate, and I have the most comprehensive approach for getting money out of politics with publicly funded elections to deal with political corruption. Now is not the time to play it safe. Now is not the time to be afraid of first. We need a president who will take on the big challenges, even if she stands alone. Join me in fighting for this. Senator Gillibrand, thank you. Mr. Yang, you have 45 seconds for your survives. First, no, I want to thank everyone who put me on the stage tonight. I am proof that our democracy <laughs> still works. Are you? Democrats and Americans around the country have one question <laughs> for the nominee, and that is who can beat Donald Trump in 2020? That is the Not right you. question. Not the you right at all. To beat Donald Trump will be solving the problems that got Donald Trump elected, and will have a vision of a trickle-up economy that is already drawing thousands of disaffected Trump voters, conservatives, independents, and libertarians, as well as Democrats and progressives. I am that candidate. I can build a much broader coalition to beat Donald Trump. It is not left. It is not right. It is forward. And that is where for I'll Chan. take For Chan. For Chan. Your, that's all you got. Senator Harris. Senator Harris, the Thank you. Well, I just want to leave you with a couple of things. Um, one, we need a nominee uh, who so has the ability yeah. to prosecute the case against four more years of Donald Trump, and I will do that. Second, All right, this right. election is about you. This is about your hopes and your dreams and your fears so and what wakes you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And that's why I have what I call a 3 a.m. agenda. That Ugh. is about everything from what we need to do to deliver health care to how you will be able to pay the bills by the end of the month. Bullshit. And when I think about what our country needs, I promise you, I will be a president who leads with a sense of dignity, with honesty, speaking the truth, and giving the American family all that they need to get through the end of the month in a way that allows them to prosper. So I hope to earn your support. Please join us at KamalaHarris.org. No. (laughs) Never. Nothing about politics is theoretical for me. I've had the experience of writing a letter to my family, putting it in an envelope marked just in case, 
and leaving it where they would know where to find Pandering. it. I've experienced being in a marriage that exists by the grace of a single vote on the U.S. Supreme Court. I have the experience of guiding Ugh. a community where the per capita income was below So you were a murderer and you're gay. I took office into a brighter future. I'm running because the decisions we make in the next three or four years are going to decide how the next 30 or 40 go. And when I get to the current age of the current president in the year 2055, I want to be able to look back <laughs> on these years and say my generation delivered climate solutions, racial equality, and an end to endless war. Help me deliver that new generation to Washington. You haven't said once how you would do Thank that. You. Fuck you. this debate are saying these are good people they have great ideas but how come nothing really changes how come for the last 45 years wages have been stagnant for the middle class how come we have the highest rate of childhood poverty how come 45 million people still have student debt how come three people own more wealth than the bottom half of America and here is the answer nothing will change unless we have the guts to take on Wall Street, the insurance industry, the pharmaceutical industry, oh, the military so industrial complex, it. and the fossil fuel industry. If we don't have the guts to take them on, we'll continue to have plans, we'll continue to have talk, and rich will get richer, and everybody else will be struggling. He said the same damn thing his whole career. Yeah. And it's more obvious every day. I'm going to lead this country because I think it's important to restore the soul of this nation. Oh. This president has ripped it out. It's the only president in our history who has equated racist and, 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 and what? supremacist with ordinary and decent people. No, it's, it's not. President who has Do you know anything about our fucking history? Dictators and thumbed their nose at, at fucking our allies. Stupid. I'm secondly running for president because I think we have to restore the backbone of America. The poor and hardworking middle class people. You can't do that without replacing them with the dignity they once had. Lastly, we got to unite the United replacing States. Replacing them with the dignity they once had. Yeah. If we do, there's replacing not a single thing everybody. the American people can't do. This is the United States of America. Uh -huh. We can do anything if we're together. Together. Can we do so Medicare for all? Bless you all and may God protect our troops. Oh, fuck you. Fuck the goddamn troops. The troops can rot in hell. Guillotines for the troops, and then Joe Biden, and Chuck Todd, and Chuck Todd. Stick your neck out like this to you guys into the ten. Stick your neck out in front of the guillotine. I would also like to thank the audience for completely ignoring our suggestion not to react. They paid thousands of dollars. They didn't want to fucking. And goodbye, a diverse panel of millionaire uh, correspondents. Good night, everyone, from Miami. Yeah. It was uh, crazy, man. Yeah. <sighs> it, it was. I felt like yesterday... You talk. I'm going to down the rest of this yeah, stuff because no, I need, need it. To. What I was going to say is I feel like yesterday it, it was a little bit more um, structured and they really stuck to that, like, you know, the, the 60 second thing and yeah. then, you know, 30 seconds and 10 seconds when needed. Um, and, I, and I felt like it was, uh, you know, everyone had 
a fair enough yeah. chance. Like, fair enough of what they deserved. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean? They, Warren got a lot more because she was the the leader of all of them. Of course. Now, I don't know if it was because, you know, this one was a little bit more stacked with, mm-hmm. you know, potentials that could actually make something happen. But it was... Um, I feel we gave Pete Buttigieg way too much time. Yeah, he got way too much time. Kamala Harris, I feel like, got a lot of time. Yeah. But she did really good. Yeah, yeah. For, Kamala, but, Kamala Harris is solid. Like, yeah, it's, she's solid. She's in solid, like, fourth or... Uh, yeah. She's she's up there. Yeah, I, but, I mean, I think she showed really, really well. She did well, yeah. Um, Much like I think, like, Inslee did, and, like, uh, um, de Blasio did well. Like, I don't trust them. I would never vote for them. But I think they did well. In the way. I think Kamala did well. Yeah, well... I think Inslee is in his own little thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like his policy and everything. It's just not as well rounded as. It yeah, is yeah. No, he's he's one. He's yeah. He's a one issue guy. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> what is Joe Biden doing? Yeah, Guys, we're just so watching close. the video of everybody just kind of like in the mix and like so random. And uh, yeah, Swalwell's just kind of in there, and I don't know what Biden's doing. Who knows? Uh, there was one time where like Biden was like so close to Bernie Sanders, and then there was one time where Bernie like got real close to like Biden, like he did like. Well, I think I think I think Biden was leaning in too yeah, close, and like, was, like Bernie's Whoa. hand like went up, and yeah. Biden got spooked. <laughs> it was like he, he it was like he as uh, I saw a segregationist, and he was like, "Oh, oh hi, no. my friend, oh. <laughs> it's my buddy." Oh, Nancy! Uh, I like. I think. I think Biden got hurt. Like he did not save himself. Yeah. Well, and they ganged up on him, and I, I think that was smart to do. I mean, no, yeah, you have to clearly because clearly, if because here's the thing: if let's say you're a Kamala Harris or a Pete Buttigieg or you know a Beta, where you're theoretically kind of in the mix before the debates. Okay. Yeah, yeah because fair. Beta's done now. He's yeah, gone yeah, forever. He's gotta be done. He is donezo. Oh, Marianne's on the TV. Uh, just cool God, vibes. Keep, like, can we just keep Marianne forever? I love Oh, it. those good vibes. Um, but if you're one of those people that's, like, you know, you know that it's it's pretty much uh, Biden, Bernie, Warren, and then you're, like, all scraping the bottom, yeah. like, for that next tier. You're fighting for that. Like, you, you gotta take out Biden because obviously, like, you got, like, Third Way and all these shitty fucking centrist groups that are, like, that have, tr- they tried because, you know, they pushed Kamala real hard to begin with. Oh, yeah. And then, like, it was, like, not good because Kamala's got a terrible record. And then they tried to push Buttigieg and that didn't work because he's awful. Terrible. And yeah. they tried to push Beto and that didn't, like, it, no. so your hope is you take out Biden and then you can get those organizations to push you up. Oh, like, man. lately, you know, they're push, they've been pushing, like, Elizabeth Warren lately because they're trying to make it a, a battle between Bernie and Warren because they're hoping they can break them up enough to neither gotcha. one of them fully makes it. That's, I think that's the goal. Okay. Because, I mean, they like each other. They, like, they are friends. Like, Bernie ran last time because he was trying to get Warren to run but she wouldn't. So he's like, well, somebody's got to run yeah. from the left. Yeah. Like, I mean, he is much more to the left than Elizabeth Warren by yeah. far. Well, like, absolutely, it's yeah. Not even a question. And But I would; those are the only two I would be willing to vote for. And, like, I, I mean, I'm holding my nose with both of them. Because I would, I would prefer somebody much more to the left of either one of them. But Bernie's an 8.5. Elizabeth Warren is a 6. Okay. Like, and then everyone else is a 2. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I mean, I may be a three on a good day, but I there's no question. So you've got to take out Biden, so you can hopefully get the organizations to push you up there. Because okay. I mean, 
you know they're gonna fight. Like if if Murray takes the win, like if he's moving ahead, they're gonna do everything. Like they already are, but they're gonna do. They're gonna pull out all the shit to take him down. And they're going to do the same with Warren eventually. But I think they're thinking right now is to push Warren and then attack her later on. Mm. Because, like, third way and, like, the centrist groups would rather have four more years of Donald Trump. Uh, like, Nancy Pelosi. That's why she doesn't impeach. is because she loves raising money off of it. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi would keep Donald Trump in office for the rest of time yeah. if she could. So that's what you got to fucking watch out for. So yeah, I think they're trying to take out Biden so they can have a chance. Yeah, I, and th- and that makes sense. And because Biden can't win, like honestly, well, yeah. Because and that there's was, no way. That's what my question is: Who can beat Trump? Obviously, it's not Biden. No, I mean, I don't think no. Biden can beat really anybody. No, I, Biden, I mean, Biden's terrible. You can people. I've heard people make a case. I don't agree with it, but a case can be made that Biden is worse than Hillary Clinton. I, 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 I mean, I, I understand and I've heard good arguments for it, but honestly, I, I don't agree. I think Hillary Clinton is the worst person the Democrats could have ever run for president. Um, I think Biden just has so much history. And, yeah. And no, he's got, yeah, he's got a long, terrible so, history. I, I mean, I Obama, yeah, nice. Obama picked him because to make a racist comfortable, <laughs> like, yeah. That's why he, he was the VP. Don't get it twisted. Uh, um, but yeah, there's there's no. No, 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 no. I Biden can't, Biden will never win. Um obviously uh, Bur- again, and people fucking ignore this and like I don't understand. Like and people also get mad about this, but Bernie would have won. No question. Yeah. The polls always the polls always showed Hillary had a slight yeah. lead over Trump and that Bernie had a much larger lead. And then when the with a popular vote, Hillary had slightly more than Trump. Not enough to not enough to get the electoral vote, but the popular vote she had a, she had a slight yeah. lead. Uh, but it wasn't enough to beat Trump with the electoral vote. Bernie Sanders would have won. There's no fucking question. You can look at all the polling. It said Bernie would have won by a much larger portion. So, and it's the same now. It's showing now that he's much high. He has a much greater. Um, um, he polls much better than Trump, like in a head-to-head matchup right now. Yeah. So he obviously he has the best chance of beating Trump right now. Absolutely. Um, I, I think I think Warren could beat Trump, but it would be rough. Mm. It would be rough because she. I mean, you have to have someone who's going to get. I don't want to say this, but you know, a little dirty. Yeah. So to speak, and I think Elizabeth Warren, to some extent, but I not think, but much. I, yeah, I agree. I think she 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 performed better in the debate last night than I thought she would have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, and like, she's good at like you know staying strong. Like she's not. I think yeah. I I think she'll do better, obviously better than, than against Hillary, of course, because there's not all the negatives. Yeah. But at the same time, like I I just I don't I don't know I, I worry I worry. I, I think what you have to do with Trump is just call him out on his shit. Yeah. And be like, hey, he's the fucking worst. And yeah. I, I feel like Bernie Sanders did that even tonight. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So I, I think Warren has a chance, but it's it's nowhere near as strong as Bernie. I think Kamala Harris could take out Trump. I like yeah. I hate to say it because I do not like Kamala Harris and I do not want her to be the nominee because yeah. she is certainly problematic and she is super corporatist and she also does that Obama shit of like she'll say whatever but like 
It like because when they had that first town hall and she was like, I'm for Medicare for all, I yeah, and they were like, Does that mean getting rid of private insurance? And she was like, Absolutely. And then the next day she was like, um, they were like, So you say you would get rid of private insurance, even though it's very popular? No, 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 that's not what I meant at all. Yeah. Then what the fuck are you talking about? Cause oh, I just believe like either she she'll say whatever the fuck. Yep. Which is bullshit. Fuck that. Don't want that anymore. Never again. Um, or like she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. Like, so I don't trust her. Will not have her. Also, she's a cop. Fuck that shit. Man. Fuck cops. Um, so, uh, Cory Booker, no, he will not beat Trump. Like, he's too much of a goofy goober. Yeah, I mean, he did show well last night, but. He did well. He did much but, better than I anticipated, but. But there was a lot of goofy goobers out there. Yeah. That also, goofied him somehow. Yeah, also, he's like best buds with Betsy DeVos. Like, he's all up with charter schools. He's terrible. Like, yeah. he's got an awful fucking record. He's a super corporatist. Cannot happen. No. Never. Fucking never, Cory Booker. I don't care if you're dating Rosario Dawson, theoretically, and though I believe it's a beard situation. <laughs> like, what if Cory Booker, like, came out of the closet? Like, oh. I mean, that would be awesome. Like, then I, then I think he might have a chance. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying Cory Booker's gay. I'm just saying, I don't know why the fuck he's dating Rosario Dawson. And he's dating Castro? And he's, listen, I think there's a better, ch- I would believe him dating Castro before Rosario Dawson. I, Rosario Dawson was a Bernie supporter last time. How is she with fucking Cory Booker? I don't believe it. I don't, I don't know what the hell this shit's about. But no, he's a goofy goober. Um, Beto's done. He's out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he definitely would be, he would be, he, Trump would just, oh, if somehow Beto oh, worked, like, it would be over. Done. No, there's no way. Um, I believe Trump will destroy Boot Edge Edge. Not a chance. Because Buttigieg, Buttigieg, I think maybe even more than Beto O'Rourke, is very much white Obama. Like, he says nothing. Yeah. He says nothing. Like, and he, he said that he doesn't, he doesn't want to come up with policies because he wants to, he wants it to be about his values. What the fuck does that mean? Like, he, he, you can't nail him down on anything. Also, um, get your city in order. You're a mayor. First of all, mayors can't be presidents. Yeah, like, you gotta do sure. some shit first. You're a shitty mayor. You can't be the president. That's not how it works. It is South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So also, random. also, you look like a little baby gerbil. Yeah. Like, I just want to see you chewing on a carrot in a cage. And what's up with your dog? Uh, yeah, I don't He's know. got the one cute dog, dog, and then the other dog. I'm gonna uh, have to show you pictures. It's, yeah, it's I definitely need to look it up. Um, Kristen Gillibrand, no, no. Yeah, that yeah. like she was trying. She was trying, she was and like trying. she just came off so bad in the beginning. Like, because I agree with the things she was saying later on when she's talking about you know uh, corruption and stuff. But like, and she has she's pushed. I'll say. She has pushed for a little while now, not forever, of course, uh, about like public financing of elections and getting and lowering corruption, which yeah. is I, that is tops. That should be. But she led off with something completely different, yeah, and then absolutely. in the second half was, yeah. you know, it, it, so it didn't add up. No, it did not it add did up. Not like add I feel like a debate performance. She was terrible. Like yeah. I agree with her. I I don't know if I would say I like her over Kamala Harris. I think I yeah I think I do like uh, yeah look over you know we're yeah. just doing putting those two against each other um because that's I, I think she should be above Kamala yeah in it's like just a reality Kamala did really really yeah. well tonight yes absolutely yeah but if like Cory Booker did well last night yeah but absolutely. he's still a garbage candidate <laughs> yeah goofy goober yeah he's a goofy goober. <laughs> 
So, uh, I mean, Tim Ryan, though, what could he could he be dropped? <laughs> Absolutely, you want to like <laughs> bring out the Patch Adams Brigade? Uh, you know, because you know, I, I I listened you know to it again, and and just like every time I heard Tim Ryan, it was just like, oh, this sweet little. Sweet little I, I, God, I, I know he's probably done, but God, I'd, lo- I'd love to keep him and Marianne all the way. He stay there uh, because also you know the DNC is going to try to keep as many candidates as they can because it breaks up the vote. Okay, keeping yeah. Bernie from getting like yeah, the full majority. Yeah. So they're going to try to keep a lot of them. Um, I know we're not going to be able to keep them, but man, if we could keep those, two, if, we, if we have to keep a giant group. Let's keep those two kooks. Because, <laughs> be, I mean, they were golden. Give me good vibes and Patch Adams Brigade all day. <laughs> that guy's so funny. <laughs> and, you know, like, Tim Ryan, his whole thing is, like, he's into, like, healthy eating and stuff like that. But um, he's like, but I am addicted to chicken wings and ice cream. <laughs> God. It's so great. This guy. <sighs> He's such the goofiest, wow. goofiest guy. I mean, really trying to take Cory Booker's goofiest goober. Uh, oh, I uh, okay. Let's look at some of the. Let's look at what we went yeah, down. I, I was, uh, as everyone can clearly tell, I was much more angry and animated about this oh, debate. Oh yeah, yeah um, there was a lot. But happened. like, I got a lot of numbers here. Okay. Um. So let's just go. Um. Uh, I, I I put a marker to the side because B. Buttigieg is the only one that broke out Spanish language. Granted, he was prompted. He was prompted. Yeah, but I, he still played along. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think he did it sort of like it was a hipster thing. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just doing it ironically. But I still whatever. I may have made a point of it. But you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, fair um, enough. Um, access to healthcare. We only got Hickenlooper. Yep, I got so. that too. Um, pandering to the military. I got uh, Joseph uh, Robinette Biden. Yep. I got Pete Boot Edge Edge slash Buttigieg. Uh, I missed that. You know, I didn't count that. Uh, I put because he, he was talking about his like you know military bullshit. Yeah, I. Th- but I think the one I was thinking of, he was sort of prompted. Yeah, but so, he came back to it. Uh, why I okay, that, yeah, he didn't have fair to, enough. and he, he yeah. mentioned it again. Fair enough. And uh, Kamala and Harris. Kamala Harris. Yeah, I got that one. All right. Yeah. Um. Again, no pandering to Israel. No. Which nothing. Again, we talked about that last episode. I won't go into it again, but interesting. Yep. Um, and no Russian conspiracy nonsense at all. Well, no, I have one through um, Andrew Yang. Oh, he, I he thought, did okay. mention. I mean, maybe it was yeah, that, it was. It was yeah. I, I I was I didn't I didn't think it was strong enough for me to make a mark, but okay. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He definitely mentioned Russia. He said something about Russian hackers. I thought. Oh, so, did he? Okay, I may have messed up. I, and I could be wrong, but but he okay. did say something. And then I think Swalwell might have said something, but I yeah, we both missed that so, one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 it's not official, but yeah. But, but it's Ra- a potential. Rachel Maddow didn't say anything about Russia, which is again, how hard is it for Russia, for Rachel Maddow to not mention Russia for two nights in a row yeah. the, for the past fu- for the past uh, five months at least? There's no chance that there have been another two nights where she didn't mention Russia. Maybe she got a bonus if she didn't say anything. Oh, not from MSNBC. <laughs> you know. I don't know who gave her that bonus, but I, I appreciate it. whoever did that. I appreciate. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, um, all right, pros and cons. Just to go through the numbers here. All right. Um, I'll go through pros first because it's yeah, it's not. not I got bad. one for Michael Bennett. Me too. I got one for Biden. Okay, I have two. I got nothing for Buttigieg. I had one. Okay. Um, I got one for Gillibrand. Yeah, me too. I got four for Harris. Yeah, I've got three. Okay. Um, for Bernie, I've got 10, 12. 
I've got 15. Every time he talked, he got one. Uh, yeah, he, I think I was too wrapped up in what he was saying. <laughs> definitely a ton. Um, Swalwell, I got two. I got three for him. Don't even remember what those could have been. Yeah. Probably gun, probably gun stuff. Gun yeah, because yeah, I think I, I got him twice on gun stuff. Yeah, that's, he, it's very he, likely. He said some really he, good stuff. Like Inslee, he's kind of a one-issue guy. Yeah. So I do appre- I appreciate somebody's bringing those issues to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Our girl Mary Ann, I got two. I put three and love will win <laughs> on there. Oh, yeah, baby. All the way. Get those good vibes. <laughs> Andrew Yang, I got nothing. Yeah, I got I mean, what do you say? nothing positive. What do you say? Oh, uh, him and Buttigieg, I got nothing. Yeah, yeah, um, and Hickenlooper, right? You don't have anything. Oh, Hickenlooper, Hicken sorry. Right? I think we Hick- yeah, that, Hickenlooper, right? I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, because he's the worst. <laughs> yeah, he is um, pretty terrible. All right, Michael Bennett. Okay, we're on cons now. Yeah. So these are things I felt strongly enough to write down, but um, I probably missed some because as as is clear, I was yelling at the TV a lot. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. So I wrote of things I wrote down. I got one against Bennett. Okay, I've got four or five. Excuse me. Okay, all right. Um, for Biden, I've got uh, eight. Yeah, I have nine. Okay. <laughs> uh, Buttigieg, I've got six. I have seven. All right. I got Gillibrand. I got two. I have four. Okay. Uh, Kamala, I got three. Yep, me too. Uh, Heck and Looper, I got three. Four. Yeah, that's I yeah. definitely. <laughs> Um, Bernie, I got, of course, nothing negative. Yeah, I, I put down one, and then I crossed it out, because I, I think he, he amended something. Oh, okay. Where yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Uh, Swalwell, I got one. Three. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Marianne, I got one. <laughs> I've got three for hers. Oh, wow. I wonder, what were you against Marianne? Well, it was, it was just probably the beginning. Just... It was just in the beginning, because I, I couldn't really... Yeah. Because she... She wasn't really committing to like the loopiness and yeah. everything. She was trying to be serious, but once she kind of put it down and was like, "Hey, I'm just trying to heal the country's yeah. soul," Marianne, then I was okay. Yeah, with yeah, be a kooky, yeah. Marianne. It, it was just in the beginning where it was like, "Be yourself, okay, Marianne." To be too serious. You're not just be yourself. That's yeah. all we want. Um, Andrew Yang, I got two. <laughs> I have four for him. I, I, yeah. I, I agree. I, you're probably right. So uh, those are the numbers. Yeah, and then also for for Biden, I made his own little thing. Anytime that he mentioned Trump, uh-huh. so he's got six. Nice, yeah, nice, nice, so, nice. On the, on that. Um, so. my bell. Oh, there's my bell. Um, <laughs> he's got the bell. Um, and of course, uh, uh, Dan. Last yes, question of the absolutely. night. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Um, what do you got? What do you got? Oh wait, no, we're gonna have more than one question. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> this one's too good. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite boy's name beginning with the letter D? Oh, that damn! <laughs> so specific. <laughs> of course, though, that's a, you, you, yeah. yeah but I, I, I think Dan's a solid name. Uh, but the the only thing is, is when because you know my official name is Daniel, uh, and so sometimes when people read it like in school and stuff, they would say Danielle, oh, and then you yeah. know like when you have like a like a uh, I can't even know what the word is uh, it's on the temp. But it's a substitute. <laughs> so a substitute, yeah. and they'll read it real quick, and then so they'll say Danielle, and then so for the rest of the day or the week, I was Danielle. Uh, to yeah. all of, my of course, so, uh, of course. But yeah. no, I, I like that. How about yourself, uh, friend? You have uh, D name. It's such a specific name for for a male. Specific. Uh, I uh, Dante for De Blasio's son. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Uh, um, um, Damien's cool. Yeah. Damien's cool. Like and the omen. It's kooky. It's spooky. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I like that one. Um, uh, 
What do we got? What do we got? Have you ever had a disastrous interview? No, I mean, I mean, I think all of them, pretty much. Yeah. I, I, I know you interview well. I interview terribly. So, um, but yeah, mo- most of them are pretty disastrous. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good in like a talking interview. I'm just having a chat. But like, you know, like sometimes I'm like, I don't, I, I don't. When you, when there, you get those questions, like, tell me about a time. Like, I've, I had an interview one time where it was almost all of those. And, like, I hate those because, like, I mean, I I get the game. I know the game. I know how that's supposed to work. But there were so many that, like, and I'm usually pretty good. I can bullshit and make up a story completely out of whole cloth to fit the scenario. But, like, I had had an interview one time. And, like, it was just, it was, like, probably 20 minutes of those kind of questions. Oh, jeez, that's terrible. So, I had to, so, first of all, I mean, I'm completely making up shit. And, like, I had a few, like, fake stories in mind. And, yeah. like, I kind of knew how they would link together and everything to, you know, to do this. Um, but, like, then I, so then I'm having to plumb through, like, my lie. I'm having to, like, build on that. And it just, there were so many. And I, I feel like they were just going to keep asking them until I just couldn't go anymore. And, like, it's just, at one point I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know, um, you know, for, and I, at that point I was like, you know, for that one, um, I'm not, you know, I don't know if I've necessarily been in that scenario. I think I would do this, um, because I was just out, I was yeah. out of story. I was out of story. Like, I did 20 minutes of improv. Like, how, how many of those do you yeah. want? I hate them. Yeah, I, you know, the one I had was, it was like, my first interview, like, right out of college, and so I just wasn't very well-versed in, like, the typical things you would say, and also the interviewee was a little kind of colorful, mm-hmm. so he was like, what's the worst thing that you've ever done, is what oh. he said. So, and not like, uh, what's your worst quality, or something right. like, you know, and I was just like, um, I don't, I don't know, like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, I mean, don't tell me that you killed somebody, but, you know, what's your worst quality? Yeah. Oh. It was really strange. Yikes. Yeah, that was a bad one. I got the job, though. Oh, nice. But then, Congrats. then I got fired like, uh, a month later. But uh, <laughs> fair enough. Nice. <laughs> um, if you were a farmer, what crop would you want to grow? Uh, you know, I'm really interested in squash blossoms right now. Okay. So, so squash, you uh-huh. know, and you, and you take the flower from that. But, um, yeah, but I think ideally, though, peppers. Because they grow so easy, and there's like huh? all different kinds. My and grandfather like, grew peppers. Yeah, so I I think that would be fun, and you can grow them pretty much, especially here, like all year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say watermelon. Oh well, yeah, of course, oh, sure. watermelon. Absolutely. I meant to buy watermelon today. I didn't have time. Your problem? I think they're bogo right now. Well, if you what? you know the the cutoff ones, which you know, I'm you not, know I'm I know. Not do- I know. It's such four dollars. You can buy a big giant watermelon. Yeah. Slice yeah. up, fills two giant containers and a yeah. small one. Yeah. I'm golden for a week. Um, have you ever taken the advice sleep on it before you make a big decision? Um, I mean, probably. I guess. Um, oh. Uh, <sighs> can't think of a specific one. I, I think probably most in college, especially for like writing projects, um, because uh, like much of my life, um, I've subsisted on very little sleep for long periods of time, yeah. especially when I have a deadline. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember there were times like, okay, okay, I have to get to like this point and then I am going to sleep for four to five hours Okay, and then I will come back. And as, so as soon as I got there... That was the point when I would sleep. So I think, like, all right, all right. I'm I finished uh, working through the first act. 
Now I get to sleep for four hours. Like, it's the middle of summer. I get all the time in the world. Um, but uh, I think that maybe sense. that more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have a real yeah. sleep. I think it's, honestly, I think it's more of a situation of um, I will allow myself to sleep at times. Okay. Which is rare. Um, but to actually sleep, I don't know. Your office, our church, is having a potluck dinner. What will you bring? Uh, you know, I mean, because I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, before I've done a, a lasagna from scratch, okay. which was crazy because it was like this outside thing and I had brought like all the accoutrement to like keep it like hot and everything. It was insane. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'll bring a lasagna. Um, also, I'll bring Italian wedding cookies. That's yeah. easy enough to do. Um, nice. I think I know your answer, Brad, but... Huh? Well, what do you think my answer is? <laughs> um, is? Fuck that shit. I would never go to a potluck. Um, I will bring my own lunch is what I will bring. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Never. <laughs> Gross. Fair enough. What will I bring? I'll bring a bag of lunch. <laughs> For myself only. <laughs> I'll put my name on it, and then I'll put in parentheses, a.k.a. nobody else. Keep your grubby hands off my shit. Also, it won't be in a public place for them to even put their grubby hands on it. It'll be on me. It'll be something that doesn't have to be refrigerated so I can keep it on my person. <laughs> Never out of my sight. I don't trust you fools. No thank you. No thank you. <laughs> Not doing a pop. Well, Dan, uh, we made it through an amazing another debate night. Uh, uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, the bell of freedom is ringing. Absolutely. Um, much thanks. Of As course, always. of course. Um, uh, of was there course. anything you want to share from your homework poster? Yeah. So just real quick, um, Michael Bennett, he has reverse ears. That's uh, what it is. He has reverse ears. Um, you know, if you look at his ears, uh-huh. like, you know, ears from the top should be a little larger and then they kind of go down. Right. His starts kind of thinner and then they go flare out. Ew. So that's something Ew. I noticed. He has Ew. reverse oh, ears. Oh, that's gross. So, yeah, look up oh, Michael like, Bennett's Somebody put that ears. Mr. Pretty head together wrong. Yeah, it's reverse ears. It's really strange. And uh, you, I'm, you're you up on this kind of thing. But um, Bennett, <laughs> he slammed his head on a table four times when asked about packing the Supreme Court. Did you hear what? about this? No. Yeah. There was some like... It was he against it? I he... can't remember if he was... It wasn't very clear because I, I read the article and I still couldn't really tell. But That's he, crazy. He hit his head on the table four times. I mean, I don't know what that means, but uh, pack the court all the way, I say. Pack the court. And then, have you heard this thing about Kamala Harris when she was 12 and she was living in Montreal... She organized a protest against the apartment complex where her family lived to allow children to play in a then-forbidden grassy courtyard. She convinced the building's management to change its policy. No, I don't know. So random. So weird. Even at 12, she was just doing it. Um, Even at 12, she was annoying. And then, I I told this to you before, but we didn't talk about it on the podcast. Hickenlooper, um, he wrote a a spec script. For Moonlighting? Yeah. yeah. Which is so random. And then Hickenlooper in 2010 at a Denver music festival. This is almost something that Williamson would say. He goes, he he was introducing um, the Flowbots, which I know you're familiar with. Of course, my favorite band. And so he said, there's rock and roll, and then there's rock and roll. There's rock and roll that's great music, and there's rock and roll that tries to change the world. It tries to address who you are as people, at the core of yourself, and what you do after you leave a concert. 
It tries to make the world a better place. That kind of rock and roll is my kind of rock and roll. And I think that kind of rock and roll is your kind of rock and roll. That's before he introduced the Flowbots, which their song is, um, I can ride my bike with no handlebars. No handlebars. No handlebars. (laughs) Is that Freedom Rock, man? We'll turn it up, man. Yeah, really. But, um, yeah, those are all the good things I've got. Amazing. Yeah. So. (laughs) Nice. Again, thanks for your homework. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, well, uh, I think we got about a month till another debate, Dan, and you're uh, obviously welcome <laughs> oh, absolutely, to uh, yeah. join us on the campaign trail. I'll do some more homework. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Much thanks. All right, friends. Well, uh, that's it for uh, debate night number two. Goodbye. Farewell. I love you. Good vibes all the way, baby. Bye-bye. Good vibes. Good vibes. <laughs>